Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. Do we not agree? Sustain effort and violence. It could be a total goat rodeo. Cool, neat story. Was that supposed to be funny? This is why nobody else can get on the sug boat. You know Taylor. what? We couldn't get on the sug boat anyway. Sug, sug. It's a test. What's the point of kissing his ass if we can't get on the sug boat? It's a test. Y'all are haters and non-believers. Sug, sug. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Yeah, we really got to get that removed from the open. <laughs> It just makes me more depressed every time I hear it. Welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Clip Rock here with you inside the Pirate Radio studios. Coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 125930. Also online, PR927FM.com. And you can watch the program and be a part of today's show by checking us out on facebook live and on youtube make sure you like us on facebook and subscribe to pirate radio tv on youtube so you can check out all of our videos there and uh, our live programs as well like this show and the brian bailey show brian bailey i don't know if he's announced this yet he's got a uh, a big guest coming up on monday show he has not announced it should i announce it you might as well. I don't we're, know. we're going to. We're gonna. We're gonna eventually put it up. So you know. I, well. I, I, he told me this on Monday. He said Correct. next week on the show, I'm having former ECU head football coach Skip Holtz on. So. Well, the head coach of the Birmingham. I'm sorry, Shirley. Am I boring you? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that was a big old yawn. The Birmingham who? The bombers. Birmingham bombers would actually be cool, but no. B- Think horse family. Uh, Birmingham. Uh, you got your colts. You got your ponies. You got your mustangs. You got your broncos. Broncos. You got your. Oh God! <laughs> it, it starts with a B, doesn't it? No thoroughbreds. <laughs> we have named. I didn't realize there was this many names for horses. Colts. Nah. Uh, stallions. Yes, I was trying to think of another. Yes, stallions. What was it was stallions? Stallions oh, okay. is the All one. Right. Coach of the Birmingham Stallions. There is your USFL trivia of the day Clydesdales <laughs> I was like going through the gamut they there. slowly prod down the field majestically majestically yeah I, I do they still know. do the uh Clydesdale commercials um Super Bowl. not at well Super Bowl maybe um I guess they do one every year I feel like they might have gone away from it but they've gone away from it a little yeah they've gone away from it but I think they bring one back for Super Bowl I would think yeah, the Super Bowl commercial thing is, uh, I don't know, it's like everything. We have so much stuff today. We've got all these apps and screens and, I don't know, uh, back in the day, commercials were like a big draw to watch the Super Bowl, you know? And now we just see ads everywhere around us, so. Well, I don't mind 
the Super Bowl ads, I still like for me. There's a little bit of interest in it because I'm I'm always curious to see what they come up with. Most of the time, they're just stupid. But every once in a while, you'll get a gem of a commercial. But the problem is, is that now because, like you said, there's so many avenues to get information. Somewhere, somehow, those commercials get leaked before the Super Bowl, and then that's kind of disappointing because you're like. Well, yeah they show the video like on that saturday or yeah, something yeah yeah and that kind of disappoints me because i i'm i'm old school i want to be you know surprised on super bowl sunday what kind of commercial have you come up with that you're going to pay and just a ridiculous amount of money to be able to air on super bowl sunday you know it's more than the ads i feel like the super bowl now the commercial breaks are more for movies that are coming out like movie trailers and tv trailers yeah more so than commercials themselves like hey did you see the new batman trailer you know yeah well yeah if you've got something that's coming out um you know that summer you're definitely gonna want to buy ad time in the super bowl and get it in there but you know I, i i'm you know i'm a traditionalist i like my commercials and i like the you know the fun stuff so we have great commercials here on pirate radio make sure you listen to them every time we take a break Mm -hmm. and listen intently Mm -hmm. and do as they say um shirley speaking of movies we are way off topic to start the show Uh, who cares i'm stalling i don't want to talk about last night's loss yeah me neither and Minji's. um you wore a shirt the other day that reminds me i feel like this top gun movie was supposed to come out like eight years ago it was supposed to come out in i think it was supposed to come out in 2020 then it got pushed back because of production issues dealing with covid i think and then like it was supposed to come out in summer of 2021 and they they couldn't find goose yeah they couldn't yeah and then they got and then it was yeah way too soon um and then they pushed it back to like christmas like they were going to do a christmas release and then next thing i know it's like may of this year and i'm just like make up your mind yeah. but I, anyway. I mean i am stoked for it i'm ready to see it i want to see it i'm excited for it but come on now yeah i've been waiting on that one for a while you had the uh was it maverick who was you you're on your uh 2024 shirt it said maverick and goose maverick 20, goose 2024 yeah so there you go you've lost that love and feeling <laughs> all right coming up <laughs> on today's program brian north joins us in about 20 minutes or so will there be screaming kids in the background the over under well the if you vote if you say yes it's minus 500 no plus you know 250 plus i'm gonna go with yes yeah you gotta lay down a lot to, to get because yes. if it's silent then that means he's got his phone on silent and hasn't answered the phone yeah this is scary because we're going north live he has a tendency to take a nap or have his phone off or have there's only two young girls there but it feels like he's like looking after eight or nine <laughs> every time he's on the phone with us coach mac is back at four o'clock we will talk college basketball uh we'll talk uh, Hey, Coach Mack knows a thing or two about Auburn basketball. Yes, he does. Coached uh, Sir Charles down there. They are number one and feeling good uh, down there. So we'll uh, talk some Auburn hoops. SEC up, ACC down. Is it is Duke Carolina this weekend? It is Saturday night at 6 o'clock. Saturday. We got a watch-along coming up Saturday. So check us out as... Uh, what time is that going to be? Chandler like and I o'clock? are okay. going to lead East Carolina 
uh, to a victory and finally snap this losing streak when we're here cheering them on Saturday at 2. You can check us out on YouTube and Facebook Live. Uh, presented by Tiebreakers. We're going to be enjoying some Tiebreakers food. We'll have some Tiebreakers giveaways, some Pirate Radio swag to give away. So 2 o'clock coming up this Saturday. Um, we could be more entertaining than the game itself if they continue to play offensively the way they have been. Uh, but anyway, Coach Mack will join us at 4 o'clock to talk some college basketball. We will talk more college basketball from a gambling perspective at around 425. So our second hour today is going to be pretty college basketball heavy. Jeff Nadeau will join us on the Pirate Radio Live line. Then at 5 o'clock, uh, Troy D., who I said yesterday, I had forecasted Troy D. Uh, will be in a very good mood uh, coming in today due to the weather. Now, having said that, I went shorts and short sleeve shirt. I've put on a coat because it felt pretty good outside, but in this building, it's like 32 degrees. So uh, I had to put on a coat. Yeah. Who, who's normally who's normally in charge of the thermostat? Yeah, not us. Not yeah. I. Hint, um, it's the guy that's in the really good mood. Yes, Troy D., who's going to be in us. He might go flip-flops today. We'll see. I had not seen him yet. We'll see him at 5 o'clock. Chad uh, sent in a picture of him wearing an Iceman shirt. Is that Val Kilmer's Yes, character? Iceman. Yeah. There's Hollywood and, uh, let's see, Iceman, Hollywood, Wolfman, uh, Jester. There's all sorts of ones. Stallion. Uh, Chad says, speaking of commercials, can you hear this picture? Best infomercial ever. (gasps) And it's got uh, the power of love, Celine Dion's picture. Yes. Because I'm your lady. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, infomercials, they're a thing of the past. They're probably still on. I've I've never seen them now. Those, every once in a while I'll catch one, but you're right. It's like late night or like early morning are there any, like early Sunday morning, you're flipping through the channels trying to find something on TV, and it pops up. Are there any more Billy Mays, ShamWow guys out there still doing their thing? Like the, oh, like the uh, demonstration. Billy slash, Mays here. Flex Seal guy. There's, uh, yeah, Flex Seal. Occasionally, I'll catch one. Yeah, I don't see them. I, I guess I do too much streaming. It's not It's not Billy Mays now. It's the other guy. Well, Billy Mays is well, no longer with yes. us. But it's it was his part his business partner who's like British or Australian something he's got like a British or Australian accent. Billy Mays had a fantastic beard. He did great great facial hair on that guy. It's well maintained. <laughs> he probably had a product for it. I'm sure he did. That, uh, that he it's came probably that with. Flex Seal stuff. <laughs> he used it for everything. Uh, kind of like hot sauce, you can put it on everything. Nope. Redbeard says you should watch something else Saturday. Anything else? There has to be something else on at two o'clock. Well, Chandler and I have have said we're going to be here at two, watching ECU. I guess technically, Chandler, we could turn it to something else and act like we're watching the game. We could see like uh, what movies running on TBS two o'clock on Saturday, like Lord of the Rings or something. I don't know. Um, I think we're going to go with the ECU two-lane game to see if we can beat uh, the Greenway for the second time this season. But that it always is an option. Uh, we'll be here till 4 o'clock. If, the, if ECU gets down by like 25, maybe we'll watch something else and comment on that. All right. Um, 
any other comments on today's show before we move along steve hill says clippers Clippers. craig says good afternoon to you crazy kids good afternoon to you craig i guess oh here we go uh shirley merlin slider yes these names coming from yes Craig. merlin slider yep steve chimes in with sundown cougar jester which yeah cougar, cougar uh yeah i'm trying to remember who cougar was y'all uh know slider your... was um was maverick's rio uh when uh he says he's gonna hit the brakes and he's gonna fly by by fly right by and he goes you're gonna do what that's like my favorite line in the whole movie i, feel like I need to watch that again I haven't seen you it in a while. y'all I'm telling you, it's so cool. I mean, I watched it. I had a friend of mine uh, who uh, had bought like this. This was years ago, okay? So back when big sound systems in your house were a thing. Uh-huh. And she had bought like this tricked out, just killer sound system. And she says, we're going to watch Top Gun. And I'm like, okay. So I go and watch it. And you know, at the very beginning of the movie, where the the uh, planes are getting ready to take off from the um, from the aircraft carrier, and they hit the thrusters, and the jets, you know, kind of kick in. The sound system was so sweet. I mean, it rattled your body, and it, I just remember sitting there going, "This is the coolest thing I've ever done." Period. <laughs> it was like, "This is so cool." This is the <laughs> highlight of my life. It was. It was really cool. Uh, I think instead of watching it, Chandler and I should just go play shirtless beach volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> yes, playing with, with the, the boys. boys. Also, Top Gun, great soundtrack. Craig says that the Olympics are on this weekend maybe uh is that something we could turn over to i'm not a huge winter olympics guy i like the winter olympics um i love curling i'm i'm very interested in curling i like watching that i like watching usa compete in curling um i want to see because this year the jamaican bobsled team oh yeah cool runnings come to life come to life they qualified for uh the, the olympics so they'll be competing so i'd like to see that I do like some of the the bobsledding uh, stuff and the, what do they call it? The luge. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Um, They called it, uh, yeah. I do like some of that stuff. And I'll watch some of the snowboarding because I I am, I I do like the snowboarding stuff because it's kind of like skateboarding on ice. So Can we really go all this time without talking about ECU? Yes, we you can. give me a couple of movies and I'll I'll kill about fifteen more minutes. We we can do this, folks. We can not mention the game at all. I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at the stats right now. Are they stats to consider? No. Yeah. There's stats that we should not even mention. Stats to not mention. <laughs> By the way, this little dude for Liberty is bad. Little dude from Liberty. Remember him jacking up oh, threes. Oh, is that the one? Yes, he's like four foot three or something. No, you're thinking about a different guy. Oh, it's not the same guy? Um, this, or is, uh, is he the, the one with oh, the really short shorts? McGee is the, the guy I'm talking about with uh, with Liberty. He, Who's the guy I'm thinking of? You're talking that really little guy yeah. that we saw. I can't remember what team he played for. But like we kept randomly coming across his games during afternoons. I can't remember who he played for. Was it Liberty? No. I, it wasn't Marquette. Oh, like, was it, no, uh, it, was a was it like uh, the team from New York? Um. Uh, oh, not Albany. 
it was like USMC or something. Was it like? Oh, uh, UMBC. Yeah, UMBC. That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's done, the one. Chandler, way to go. Uh, well, that's pretty good. I'm talking about. I wouldn't have gotten that one. This McGee fella, he has, he's averaging 22. He, according to box score, he's only got 13 today, but I've seen him make three threes. Uh, Liberty has a 62-49 lead over Bellarmine. Bellarmine. Oh. Uh, 150 left to go. In the second half, a quick look at our Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. All right. It's all about expectations, life, sports, everything. If you expect something to happen and it doesn't happen, you're disappointed. If you have low expectations, then you really aren't ever disappointed. These last few games for ECU basketball, my expectations have been low. Last night, I called for the win. Pirates are going to win it. This is a W. They're going to shoot better. They're going to play better. They're going to beat Temple at home and get back on track. And instead, East Carolina never led in the game. Got down seven to nothing. Trailed at halftime by six. Got down. <laughs> they had another seven zero run. Uh, Temple started the second half seven nothing. So they were down what thirteen. Cut it to two. Everything was going fine, and that's as close as they got last night as Temple knocked off East Carolina 71 to 63 in Menchie's Coliseum and Joe Dooley's opening comments said it all do you have that ready to go Shirley I do give all me right. one second here I hear Joe right, Dooley last night uh, we got what we deserved I mean they, they played with more energy we obviously didn't have the guys prepared to play uh, much more energy uh, much more passion much more fire and uh, it, it was a reflection almost throughout the game that stinks to hear yep um we can look at missed shots and turnovers and comment on that i i don't like to i mean you can see some things on the court but i would say 99 percent of the time even if your team loses they're trying to win they're playing hard um but to to hear the coach come out and say they outworked us the old they wanted it more thing and uh i tell you that damian dunn's tough man he he was fun to watch live last night 26 especially second half chandler when like we'd score to cut it to seven or eight or you felt like you were getting back in it he'd he'd hit a shot every time temple needed one yeah he was getting to the line too Uh, 13 of the 26 points that he had came from the free throw line he was 13 for 15 uh from the charity stripe so um, he was getting to the line often, and he was knocking down his shots. So uh, he also had three three pointers uh, off of five shots. So yeah, Damian Dunn uh, leading the way and leading the way by a good shot. I mean, the guy behind him was uh, the Williams kid, fourteen points there. So uh, yeah, Damian Dunn comes back home, the Kinston native, and uh, walks out with a win. Tristan Newton, your leading scorer for the Pirates last night with twenty two, had two turnovers and four assists vance jackson had 18 uh alonzo frank Dooley got upset with him in the first half and benched him for a lot of that first half he did come out and start the second half but he had just four points on one for five shooting in 16 minutes uh lucy Dubow, 15 minutes two points so the pirates got nothing inside well, last check, night check this out jj miles no points at all from jj he was zero from three uh zero for three from three point land and then zero for four from the field so that's definitely not a good sign there he uh he did get a steal and then only had one personal foul had two assists but 
No points from J.J. Miles Hurts. His shot uh, was off, and there could be a reason for that. Joe Dooley, seven, surely. Uh, he was asked about J.J. Miles and he's, uh, how he's struggling and also playing with an injury. It's hard when you know you're. I mean, when, you're, when you can't push off a foot. I mean, shooting is a. You know, he's a leg shooter, as you guys have seen him. He's a guy that drives through a ball and, and really tries to. And he at this point he can't. So we'll hopefully keep getting some more treatment and see what we can do with him. I heard uh, Dooley before the game say Miles going into last night and really for the rest of the year, it looks like it's going to be he's going to play. It's just a matter of how much can he play. So it's, he's dealing whatever he's got. It's just constant pain. You know, it can't be fixed. He's just going to have to play through it. And uh, he was not efficient last night, could not get a bucket. And uh that explains why a little bit he is dealing with some pain brandon sugg still out don't know where we're going to see him again asked Dooley monday didn't really give us an answer just said he's going to be out for a little while longer so um we will be watching saturday east carolina tulane two o'clock and man what a turnaround for both of these teams unfortunately for the pirates it's been uh, a bad thing, and for Tulane, they've turned things around. They're currently sitting six and four in the conference. That was ECU's um, first conference game, right? First conference game, yeah, and, and Tulane was like two and zero. Oh. ECU off of wins against Cincinnati and Memphis. Yeah, maybe two and one. Now that you mention that, but they had two huge wins going into the ECU game. ECU beat them, and since then, like you said, Tulane's played great. Ron Hunter's dancing, smiling, having fun. And, uh, and he was not happy that night that they were in Greenville, too. <laughs> no. I hope we win Saturday and Joe Dooley uh, dances like Ron Hunter in front I, of I doubt that. <laughs> what do you mean? I, I, I can't see Joe Dooley dancing at all. <laughs> I know. I guess you're right. Ah, uh, Pirates lose. That one, uh, yeah. that one hurt last night. Oh, worst officiating of the season oh, this, this is not sour awful. this is not if ecu would have won i would have said the same thing temple didn't get all the calls the calls went against them too oh it was bad it was so bad these guys sucked it just bad call after bad call newton got elbowed no call they didn't even look at the monitor on that one and then there were a few plays after that where they'd go look at the monitor and look at nothing i don't know if they were and checking they came their back email. and there was nothing changed yeah. explain to me how that one play at the it was close to the end of the game i think east carolina was trailing i think it was 57 to i forget what the score was um maybe it was Anyway, uh, they they didn't wave off the basket. The guy went after the ball, stepped out of bounds, and threw the ball back in to recover the ball. It te- uh, underneath East Carolina, not uh, yeah. It was All right, what we got? Uh, <laughs> holy cow! Just give me a second. I'm trying to get my thoughts together here. The guy, the I'm guy was uh, the ball was the ball was going out of bounds. Yeah. Guy was trying to retrieve it and throw it back in. He steps out of bounds. It is very clear on the um, on the uh, uh, video replay. He throws it. You know he rec- you know he throws it back in bounds or whatever. The guy makes an extra pass. Guy throws up a three, and it goes. Uh, he misses it. They tap it in or whatever, and the bucket counts well then they go back and look at the video and i think joe dooley was screaming at the referee 
if to it's go the look play, at the, I think you're talking about. I Dooley was I thought was mad because Tristan Newton got ran into on yes, the play. Yes, but it was but also, it was the recovery of that pass. Uh, it was going out of bounds. The, the guy recovers it, throws it to the guy the three point lane, and he starts to drive and runs right over. Yeah. And but then they score the basket, but they didn't wave the basket off. That ball should have been out of bounds, pirate ball. There was one play where a dude just threw it out of bounds from the top of the key, and uh, Temple guy tripped. And I think it was one of those where the ref says, "Oh, maybe I should have called a foul that's, there." That's the one I was going so to bring up. So instead, I'm just going to give uh, Temple the ball. That that's the one I was going to bring up because the guy threw it under the basket. It, it, the guy fell down, like you said, and it goes out of bounds. And he just says it's Temple ball. The ref furthest away makes the call. His idiot cohorts out there are just like looking at the other direction, picking their ass, doing nothing. Help him out. They were awful the whole night. Oh, last it was night. so bad. And then and it wouldn't matter it. if we had good officiating. ECU would have lost the game because they, they can't shoot. They but. wouldn't call anything on Temple's end, but East Carolina would go down, or excuse me, on East Carolina's end, and then Temple would go down, and it'd be like a ticky tack touch, and then they were really quick to uh, call the foul then. Well, the first know. half, they didn't call anything. Second half, they were calling everything. Yeah, it, it was, was just, just it's terrible. They stink. All right, let's move on. First time we had to say that all year. Yeah, I mean, it hadn't been egregious until last night, wow. and I reached my boiling point. All right, uh, let's take a break. We'll come back when we return. Brian North joins us with a lot of screaming kids in the background, we think. We could be wrong. I'm going to go with the favorite. I'm going to go yes. Got to go yes. Minus 500? Yeah. yeah you got to go. <laughs> the, fav- the, the favor is high. Yeah. We'll see uh, if we can hear North when we return after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's for the best Mexican food and fun in Greenville. Come and enjoy favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Follow Chico's on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's for dine-in or to-go. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Barack. All right. Thanks, Shirley. Shirley's like the station mom, aunt, whatever. She's got the phone. Hang on. Hang on. I'm doing something. What'd you say? Hold up. Doing two, three, four things at once. I think we're going to get Brian North here. Did we get North? Well, the liner, the liner come on, and she went... Oh, crap. And she goes right straight for the phone. I just thought it was funny the way you were holding the phone. Well, because talking. it was ringing, and I was expecting North to pick up. And it continued to ring. And then I ran out of time, and I was like, well, he'll know that I am calling him and know that I am on the air. If I just hold the phone out, he can hear my voice. <laughs> the problem is he's not answering the phone. Oh. So <laughs> you're going to have to give me a minute. I'm going to try and see if I can't track him down again. Otherwise, Dang it. 
That means we're going to have to run more Joe Dooley audio from last night. Oh, no. And talk about the game more. Uh-oh. <sighs> I went ahead and put the stats up. I was done. I, I, I had this uh, game in the rear view mirror. We were ready to move forward to Tulane. We're on to New Orleans. I mean, we got to get ready for our watch along. That we do. Uh, coming up Saturday, check us out, uh, 2 o'clock on YouTube and Facebook Live. We will be watching the game what did Tulane do they were off this week i guess haven't played uh since the weekend when they came back to knock off wichita state they were down they did like a uh an ecu type thing they were down like eight with two minutes to go something like that came back and beat wichita state they are nine and nine but six and three in aac play and uh, as we look at these standings right now in the aac I, I mean, I poo-pooed Igo the other day when he said Poo-poo. we could get a uh, first-round bye. But we did have that possibility. If ECU would have won last night, they would have been on a potential path to finish top five. Uh, but right now, Houston running running shop, 8-0 in league play, 19-2 overall, 8th in the country, 6th in the country, excuse me. SMU... Which, again, I have not watched one single SMU game. We haven't seen them yet. We only play them once this year. That's coming up later. They are 7-1 and one in conference play. 16-4 and four overall. Temple, with the win last night, moves to 5-3. and three. They're tied with Cincinnati. East Carolina swept by both of those teams. And uh, Temple now sits tied for third in the conference. Tulane right behind them at 6-4. and four. Memphis is five and four, UCF four and five. And then you go to the bottom four here, Wichita State and East Carolina both have two wins in league play. South Florida and Tulsa, one win apiece in the AAC. So that's what the uh, conference standings look like. Let's hear more from Joe Dooley following East Carolina's loss last night to the Temple Owls. Stephen Igo asked him, you know, what's been the issues offensively uh really since the second half of the ucf game and Dooley talked about that uh lots of hours of conversations i can tell you that if i could pinpoint we probably try to correct i think there's more than uh, i think confidence is one thing but i mean also this the um you know the the uh, ability when things aren't going right to to turn it um or also not put yourself in position where you have to turn it and we didn't do that i mean we or, uh, I mean, from beginning to end, uh, we weren't good. That's that's about as simple as you could put it. They were not good. Joe Dooley was asked, uh, is the team, the players, overthinking it rather than just playing basketball? Cut three. No, you got to be able to think to play. I mean, we talk about, you know, mental is to physical is three is to one. So you got to be able to execute, which is thinking. Uh, defensively, you got to be able to think because we got to know what matchups are. If I close out short, if I close out, if I got to know if a guy's left handed, uh, you know, if he's driving left on the scouting report, those are all things that uh, do it. And I think the other thing is when, you know, when you've shot it as poorly as we have during this stretch, uh, you know, that, that doesn't help either. All right, cut four. Uh, does do the coaches need to do a better job of getting guys better looks, or does it just come down to the guys missing open shots? Cut four. Well, there's a combination. I, mean, I think you have to be able to get guys open shots, and then guys have to make them. I mean, that's 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 a combination. And I think that 
Um, you know, we, we, we also put so much pressure on our defense because our offense has been so bad. I mean, you know, 41 and 35%, those are usually numbers at home you can win with. All right, cut five. Uh, we mentioned it a moment ago. ECU, ECU did not lead last night. Got down 7 nothing to start, down 6 at the half. Temple came out, made 7 in a row there. But then ECU, as you knew they would, made their run, cut it to 2. But then we saw some mistakes. They were not able to get any closer than that. And Joe Dooley talked about that when they uh, did pull within two and what happened afterwards. That's where we talk about thinking. That was something on the scouting report that we've talked. We went through six or seven times, and then we turned it over. Uh, we fouled, and then we turned it over again. And then we took a bad shot. And I, those are the stretches right there. It's usually a four or five uh, possession deal uh, where you know it's a two-point game. Next thing you know, it's seven or eight. And that's a whole different deal. When, I mean, we, we just threw the ball out of bounds on the one. And, you know, that was a play. Shoot, we've run the same play about just throwing it up. When someone's, and those are things we, we, we know we can correct, and, and those are things we need to eliminate. All right. Uh, Joe Dooley was asked, oh, by the way, the, the, you remember that play when Tremont Robinson White was walking to the scores table and Tristan Newton threw him the ball? Yeah. Problem I, I, was I'm, he was not on the court. Unfortunately, I do remember that. <laughs> I, mean, I was going to talk about the mistakes the Pirates made last night. That's on the top of the list. Yeah. I mean, that just can't happen. Uh, and Chandler and I then surmised that moving forward, ECU needs to make all substitutions while the team's on defense. On the other end of the court. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what other – did you have a list of mistakes you wanted to talk about? No, that was really the only one. <laughs> that one stood out. We and I feel bad, but we laughed. I mean, it's just kind of like a, Look, a sad laugh. You laughed to hide the – <laughs> tears i mean if we had laughed some more i think i would have probably started crying <laughs> uh cut six maybe this will make you cry uh how do you motivate your team to snap this losing streak um all honestly they need to motivate themselves i mean we, we as coaches can give them all the ideas but they have to want to do it. we talk about it, we talk about it, we talk about it but the, the whole thing in coaching is you can say what you want them to do and and try to make them do some things but the bottom line is the you know, we as a team have to have the resolve to let's 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 change this. All right, dark times, sad times. A month ago, I mean, like a month ago, the spirit in Pirate Nation for this basketball program was just at a level that I haven't seen, especially the four and a half years I was in school here, and uh, really spearheaded and capped off with the Brandon Suggs game winner against Memphis. Yeah, that was just the the passion and the, just the excitement and energy and Minji's that day kind of that's when I kind of sat back and thought, "Man, this is uh this is exciting." But uh ever since uh, Brandon Suggs has gone down in that UCF game, things have turned around and turned around bad, and the Pirates find themselves 2 and 7 in the conference. Mm, mm, mm. All right, and uh I think it was summed up Let's hear cut one again, Shirley. Joe Dooley after the game last night. Uh, we got what we deserved. I mean, they, they played with more energy. We obviously didn't have the guys prepared to play. Uh, much more energy, uh, much more passion, much more fire, and uh, it, it was a reflection almost throughout the game. There you go. Brian North joins us on the Pirate Radio Live line. Brian, you never want to hear uh, your head coach admit that after a loss. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of like a February first, second, third staple for ECU basketball. And, and look, all you ever want is effort. All you ever want is uh, for your guys to just compete hard. And sometimes you just have those nights and you have to call them out and uh, question their intestinal fortitude and hope that they 
hope that they respond. You hope you don't lose them. You hope they, they respond. It's, it's always a dicey situation when you do that. Brian, I would rather uh, not have to have seen Damian Dunn on television hitting a three at the buzzer and live last night, but I will say he's uh, fun to watch play basketball. Uh, the Kinston native last night followed up his 33 uh, by getting into the 20s and uh, as Chandler said did a lot of that damage at the free throw line but in the second half hit some big shots when it felt well, East Carolina would get a bucket uh, cut it to seven six eight whatever and then he'd come down and, and hit a three to kind of say nah it's it's still our game and he uh he was fun to watch last night not well I don't know if fun's the word if if he wasn't wearing that jersey he would have been fun to watch no, he's a good player. He was at Kinston, and I, I was impressed because he had all his family and friends and a lot of Kinston were there watching him. And sometimes that puts a little more pressure on you. And, and maybe he didn't play his best game overall, but he did what he had to do and still got up to 26 points and, and made everybody that came to see him play uh, happy. And he's having one of those all-AAC first-team seasons. And so it, it's it's been a consistent performance for him all year long. And and this is the first time he's been able to come back and actually play in front of the home crowd uh, and, and perform well. So he was he was pretty pumped about that. I know he was posting a lot. He's not a big Twitter guy, but he was posting a lot of those pictures last night with Grandma and Mom and, and all his friends who came to see him. So I know it was a it was a big night for him personally. And speaking of which, I saw uh, Temple Basketball made a post in particular, and I will uh, highlight it right now. Uh, they had a picture of Damian Dunn, and it said Carolina's finest, and uh, that's kind of some salt in the wound there with the final score. It's actually a really cool graphic. It's got a basketball goal on fire, and in the bottom right, it has the parental advisory explicit content <laughs> logo. So I gotta get. Hey, look to the victor goes the spoils, and uh, and Temple got it last night. Brian, I don't want to tax your voice here are you do i detect a, a scratchy voice or everything okay over there yeah, i don't know what's going on it's you know i it's this weird thing when as i get older every time i get something i lose my voice now it's so happened about a month ago happened again this last week it is what it is well maybe it's a sign i'm supposed to get out of the media business here as i get older but luckily for you you have your uh, good looks to fall back on yes well that's what i told our morning producers look you know you don't have to hear me speak. Just put me on camera and let me smile. And I, you know, it works. <laughs> That's the money maker. That's why everybody's tuning in. Nobody's listening to you. They just no talk with your uh, with those gorgeous uh, looks you got. All right, uh, my co-host <laughs> Brian. It's it's Carolina Duke week. I yes. I don't feel like I guess the if there's any hype, it's uh, it's Coach K's last game. Where is this one in Chapel Hill? In Chapel Hill, correct. Yeah, this one's Chapel Hill this this weekend. I guess part of it, the ACC as a whole is down. North Carolina has been playing better of late. So this is actually it's probably a big game for them more so than Duke uh, coming up this weekend, right? Uh, well, they're a game behind Duke and Miami in the standings. So, or actually a half game. So it's a first-place battle. And um, look, UNC has been bad on the road. But undefeated at home, right? They're, I think they're eleven and zero at home, and now they welcome Duke into the Dean Dome. So that makes it a little intriguing storyline uh, going in there as well. So, uh, and look, it's always Duke Carolina this year. Doesn't seem to be quite as hype as years in the past, even though it's a battle for first place. But you know, in our state, it is uh, it's a big deal, and so a lot of people will be paying attention Saturday at six o'clock. It's weird having the first game on a Saturday. Usually, that's a midweek game. So to have the first game yeah. on Saturday. 
still kind of takes me uh by surprise a little bit true yeah it goes midweek and then usually weekend for the uh the finale uh by the way cash those tickets folks we did say before you came on i said the odds minus 500 will we hear children in the background uh yes and then plus 200 for no yes yeah. cash is in yeah yeah i was trying we uh she just got me some mail so ah. she delivered that We've got so in the world we live in now. I got a daughter who's perfectly healthy, but can't go to daycare this week because some kid who tested positive. Oh, uh, yeah. Breathed in her direction, so now I've got a healthy kid who's just running around bored to tears this week. <laughs> Brian North joining us today on the Pirate Radio Live Line. North, uh, what do you think about this Super Bowl matchup? Kind of a random matchup. Uh, it, I like it. You got uh, you don't have your staples with Brady or Patriots or Chiefs. So Rams were there uh, a few years ago, but nice to see uh, some new teams in there, at least with Cincinnati. I, I love the matchups that you've never seen before. So uh, with Cincinnati, they're zero and two in Super Bowls. They haven't been there since. Uh, when it was Clip even born the last time they were in a Super Bowl. You know what, Brian? I was telling my dad last night, I, This is I, so I think I have a memory of Doug Williams torching the Broncos, but I know for sure I have a memory of the following year where the Niners, it was uh, Montana, hit John Taylor late for a touchdown to beat the Bengals. So that is like my first clear Super Bowl memory, Niners-Bengals uh, that year. The John Candy huddle when Joe, Joe Montana oh. came into the huddle there and said, "Look, there's John Candy in the stands." You know, when they were down with a minute to go, and everybody went, and the huddle went, "Oh, hey, Joe's cool. All right, let's go." And then went down and scored. So, yeah. And now it's Joe Cool 2.0 with Joe Burrow. We're, we're seeing, uh, hearing a lot of uh, comparisons there, not only with the name, but how he's able to just exude that coolness without trying and uh he has been really good their defense has probably gone overlooked with uh what they did against tennessee and uh, what they were able to do against kansas city in the second half so yeah like you said i like the matchup and uh you'll have a great story no matter which quarterback wins it'll be the old stafford beat down forever in detroit and then this new uh young buck uh joe burrow so either way you got a good story there yeah, both number one picks, and uh, if Clip uh, didn't already do it at trivia, second matchup of uh, of number one picked quarterback. Hold on, don't tell me, Chandler. Help me out here. So, w- the previous Super Bowl matchup with number one overall picks um, was it? Oh, Peyton and Cam. Yeah, it's got to be Broncos Panthers. All right. Peyton and Cam. There we go. Self an award, Clip. Good job. Yep. I will. Uh, Brian and I set that up before the show. Thanks for tossing me that, Brian. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, by the way, Susan Deans, I didn't mention this earlier. She's commented on Facebook Live. You want to guess what she said today, uh, Chandler? Uh, let me go ahead and throw this out there. Hashtag fire Matt rule. Hashtag fire Matt rule is her uh, daily phrase. Uh, <laughs> how about she can continue that because he will be back with Carolina yep. with uh, Jim Harbaugh going back. Jim Harbaugh is going back to Michigan. Now, I thought this was like, uh, and I didn't do any reading, a Harbaugh decision to return to Michigan. Apparently, it was a Vikings decision not to hire Harbaugh that has him going back uh, to Michigan, bro. Yep. Yeah, he, uh, the general manager of the Vikings, they used to work together with the 49ers. A lot of people thought it was a done deal. But, you know, with the microscope that's on um, minority hiring for coaches right now, these predetermined decisions are kind of being frowned upon. So mm. I think there was a little pressure there, too, and um, they hadn't gone through the whole process, and Jim Harbaugh needed a, a quick answer, and they said they probably couldn't give it to him. So it's just all everybody's going back to where they were. 
Uh, Washington Commanders. What do you think, Brian? Yeah. I'm gonna go hog one. What was it? The Hog Wilds? The Hog something? Red Hogs. Red Hog. Yeah. Hogs. Yeah. Red Hogs. That's Commanders. Yeah. Whatever. You know. It's, Pretty lame. That, yeah. Is it? So now do they bring like the Nationals presidents over to race during the game? Do they like yeah, and Commander? I'm trying to think what the mascot's going to be. I'm just. I don't know. It's so Washington D.C., which I guess is what they want. <laughs> I'm not a huge political guy in that sense. So, yeah. Um, no, red red hogs would have been. I thought would have was perfect. Something more uh, unique to the franchise, maybe. The but history. right, ties right ties into the history. Right. What's done is done now, and we're all uh, well. Well, I guess ten years from now, and maybe it'll sound normal. I don't know. How long before Clip gets his first Commander merchandise? Yeah, I don't know. I was looking at, at hats, and they're just so plain and boring, but I'll likely get something. Uh, I'll have something before kickoff in September. I'm not rushing to the uh, to the you know team shop to get something, but I will. I'm a sucker. They'll keep getting a little bit of money out of me, but not much, but a little bit. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Dan Snyder back in the news negatively today, so that is a good thing. What do you do? What do you do? Uh, they're having hearings in D.C. about the sexual harassment stuff, and oh. and now it has gone from Dan Snyder oversaw uh, sexual harassment uh, to actually Dan Snyder uh, committing the sexual harassment. So, um, oh. yeah, oh. you can read up on that. He, uh, which I got a little nervous that Stephen Ross from the Dolphins was going to take over Snyder's spot as the worst owner, but Snyder's fighting back today. It appears. And Brian Flores has, and by the way, Brian, I brought up you because there are just too many Brian's. We saw this with the Bill Belichick text thing. Like, uh, I'm sure I've tried to talk junk about you before sending it to me door, but I accidentally sent it to you with all the, you know, and Brian Bailey, there's too many Brian's. So I could see how Belichick got confused sending those text messages. I'm just, you know what the shocking part was? Belichick text. And uses exclamation points. It was really strange. Right, right. Hidden persona. You know, the guy who says he doesn't, you know, uh, face space or whatever he called it. Yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah. He just outed himself. He's a little more savvy uh, outside of the old man mistake of getting people's names mixed up. He probably texts the way you do. Like, he probably, I wonder, he might still have a flip phone, Brian. I know you went away from it years ago. I did not see, I did not see mistakes from the talk to text version. (laughs) I, his was pretty clean yeah i was impressed with his texting abilities there you go so uh yeah the nfl and i, I said this too a couple of days ago tom brady retired and that was like the seventh most popular nfl story this week <laughs> right right yeah. so that's where we are that's just and, that's, and this is where that the league that's where they've done it so brilliantly is that players come and go so quickly in that league but yet it's the most popular league based on the teams and the drama so, yeah um it's, other sports are driven by their athletes this is driven by athletic ability, but not necessarily the names. And even a big name like Tom Brady, one of the greatest ever, as soon as he's gone, whatever, on to the next. North, I uh, hope you get that voice back 100% and uh, have fun with the gals. And appreciate you joining us today, man. Thank you. Got, uh, got a colonoscopy scheduled for tomorrow. We want to hear about that. I'm getting ready to take the, the drink. Anybody got some advice? Anybody done that out there? Uh, I have not, and uh, but I wish you the best of luck, Chandler. You guys? I do, I do have some advice for <laughs> you. Chandler's making some weird faces over there. Well, Cliff, you looked at me like you have one. I, I, I'm twenty-three I, years old. I have some advice for you, North. <laughs> Stay close to the bathroom. 
Yeah, yeah, that's what I've heard. Yeah, that's what everybody keeps telling me. So mm. I was going to try to work tomorrow morning. I was going to try to be that guy, and I had some people talk me off the ledge. They're like, no. No, you're, you're not going to want to do that. Yeah, too dangerous. So. All right, well, we'll get a full recap uh, next week, Brian, or yeah. a couple weeks yeah. if we can. We'll even get the, like, the videotape. Maybe they'll tape it for me and give us the... Let's go to the tape. <laughs> hey, North. Let's see. Hold on, let's see. Hey, North. Well, I, I do have a question. Are you willing to divulge why you were crawling out from underneath your house when you uh, called me? Yes, yes. Uh, uh, another project I'm uh, working on. I've got a, uh, my buddies in town who's really good at uh, doing some stuff. So we've got a house we've been working on, and I had to go in and jack up a pier, which sounds a lot worse than it is. It's... Uh, it's actually a clean version, but yeah, I was out of the house jacking up a pier to level out the, the surface so the door would close. Does that make sense? It does make this sense. This guy does it all. But that would be why he didn't answer the phone. I when tell I you what, him. if I've ever heard an excused absence, that, that's one right there. That's. I'll tell you though, the dead squirrel. I think I got there was a dead squirrel under there, and I feel like I've got dead squirrel funk on me right oh, now. Oh man, yeah, better dead squirrel than a dead cat. Yeah, there you go. North, uh, good luck tomorrow. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. <laughs> all right there he is brian I, I i appreciate him joining us because he always has a million things he's doing he well that's the thing Swiss he called i know he called when when he called back and i answered the phone he was completely out of breath and i'm like are you okay and he's like yeah i just crawled out from under the house and i'm like what and then he said i mean literally he went from that to yeah and i got a colonoscopy coming up too and i was just like uh okay good and luck I, with that it's not like uh i don't give him like a ton of heads i ca- talked to him earlier today it was like yeah yeah and he said yeah 325 should be good and then he's under a house yeah know, he said he heard the phone ring and he said i guarantee you that's pirate radio calling and i'm under the house under the house jacking up a pier i didn't know first time i've ever heard that phrase it is quite interesting all right we'll come back we'll wrap up this hour coming up at four o'clock former ecu head basketball coach mac mccarthy will join us we'll talk college hoops also the big man on campus jeff nadu we'll look at tonight's college basketball slate from a gambling perspective we'll talk super bowl 56 and more with nadu all that and more on the way in hour two we'll come back to wrap up hour one after this Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go to IT experts since 2006. They are the local tech support experts for any of your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Clip Barrage. All righty. Fun night uh, post-game last night at A.J. McMurphy Sports Trivia. Love trivia, love stats to consider. This is a fun stat right here. The stats to consider. Three players in NFL history have caught passes at the age of 40 or more. <clears throat> And here are the rankings. That, in, that have caught passes. Yeah. Okay. Here's the rankings uh, in yards. Uh, coming third, in third, 
Brett Favre with negative two yards. Mm-hmm. Second on the list, Tom Brady with six yards mm-hmm. receiving. Oh, okay. First on the list, Jerry Rice with 2,169 yards. I saw that graphic yesterday. I <laughs> that thought that wow. was so interesting. That is amazing. I didn't, know, I didn't know about Brett Favre's negative two yards. That is good enough for third all time. That feels like one where he threw it, it got batted, he caught it, and tackled, I'm assuming. Did Brady's come in the Super Bowl? Yeah, I don't remember. I want to say he caught one in the Super that sounds Bowl. sounds right. I know he dropped one in the Super Bowl against the Eagles. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. And then but later in the game, Foles caught one. Like yeah. a two-point convert? Was it the, the Philly Philly? The yeah. Philly special. Yeah. Um, but he. But we're talking about those in a certain age group, correct? 40 or more. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. 40 See, older. Foles, I don't think, would fall into that no, category. No, no, no. Jerry Rice with 2,000 y- uh, yards receiving at uh, the age of 40 and above. Yeah. That's pretty... Uh, that's pretty, pretty impressive. impressive. Uh, Tom Brady is second all-time in rushing uh, after turning the age of 40 with 184 yards. Who is number one? Over the age of 40? Now, Shirley, this guy played college football in the 80s. He's uh, spent some time in the Canadian Football League. The first person that popped into my head was Doug Flutie. Doug Flutie is correct. Oh. Well done, Shirley Rhodes. 212 yards after the age of 40. That was the first one I was like, it's either Dan Marino or it's Doug Flutie. Dan Marino's slow ass ain't running nowhere. Slow ass. (laughs) Moving on. Who is number three? Well, he's a slow ass, Vinny Testaverde. Is Marino even on that list? Um, well, no, not the list I okay. see. Flutie, Brady, Testaverde, Warren Moon, Earl oh. Morale, Morale, I don't know who that is. Vince Evans, I remember him. Slow ass. Brett Ferve. Brett Ferve. Matt Hasselback. And just because he's selfish and has to be on every list ever, Jerry Rice is also on this list. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? What? He's oh, rushing got, uh, yards. Rushing 13 yards. rushing yards okay. after the age of 40. Okay. So there you go, folks. There's your uh, your bar trivia for today. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back when we return. Coach Mac is back. Mac McCarthy will join us to talk some college basketball here on Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you after this. listening to hour two of pirate radio live now back to the show welcome back tommy's express car wash come experience the difference at tommy's now open at the corner of greenville boulevard and red banks road doesn't your car deserve it visit tommy's express car wash today now let's head back into pirate radio live here is your host clip brock all right we're talking a lot of college hoops this hour and nobody better to do that than our next guest on the show always a good time when coach mac is back mac mccarthy former ecu head basketball coach joining us on the pirate radio live line today coach mac uh great to have you back on how you doing it's great to be on great to talk to you and uh catch up again i thought i thought troy had kept me from coming on i thought he had had put me on the x list uh you're on the the blacklist uh between like what april and october but we're allowed to have you on in basketball months (laughs) 
<laughs> and I guess they talk NASCAR too, right? Uh, you would think so, but uh, but of course you know that Troy doesn't like to have that much on anyway. So uh, <laughs> regardless, I'm glad to be back on with you. You'll never be on my X list, Coach. I can promise you that, uh, Coach Mag. Let's talk about the. Uh, we'll start with the number one team in all the land, and that is the Auburn Tigers. And saw when they were ranked number one last week. It was their first time ever ranked number one in the AP poll. And I thought back to kind of a random moment in time i remember uh a guy named chris porter i remember him because he was on the cover of sports illustrated he could dunk he had an afro and i thought he was cool so i started and that was a very fleeting moment i think auburn might have been a one seed in the tournament that year but a a bit of a flash in the pan at that time and then you go back to your time at auburn with with charles barkley and uh, you had a lot of success there but uh, first time being ranked number one uh, down there at Auburn. How about uh, Bruce Pearl and those Tigers? Yeah, and, and I was kind of surprised that uh, that somewhere along the line where you know, we went to five straight NCAA's had a had a bunch of uh, uh, good teams, obviously with Barkley and Person and Morris and a whole bunch of lottery picks and NBA players. But uh, uh, and then Cliff Ellis had a good run, like you mentioned, with Porter and, and that group. He had several really good teams. Uh, I, but uh, it hadn't occurred to me that, that they hadn't been number one. I don't think Purdue had been number one until this year either. Yeah. Uh, but I'm excited for them and, and more excited, uh, you know, for the enthusiasm than, than the ranking necessarily because, I mean, they've got people camping out. None of that ever happened. I'll tell you the story. When we were there, we played in a – we didn't play in the nice place they've got now. We played in a great, big, old, beautiful place, but it was huge – it wasn't great for basketball. The end zones were so far away from the floor, 13,000 people. And we sold out on a Saturday against Kentucky, beat them by 18. They were number one undefeated. And we came out on – that was a Saturday afternoon. And Monday night we came out playing on national TV on TBS with Dick Vitale doing the color <laughs> against Ole Miss. And we didn't have 2,000 people there. Man. I mean, they, <laughs> we just couldn't – we just couldn't get over the hump with, with getting folks excited on a regular basis. But uh, we, we had great fans, but we just couldn't get the, the students to turn out. Bruce has them turning out. And, you know, I'm not sure which I'm more impressed with, Bruce's coaching job or his promotions and marketing job, because he has done an incredible job. No doubt about it. And a bit of a, uh, a renaissance in SEC hoops. We saw it last year, this year. Uh, right now they have four teams ranked but that does not include alabama and arkansas who had really good years last year who are, are fighting to make the tournament right now arkansas looking pretty good at six and three in league play alabama is actually four and five uh and and nato it's kind of a disappointing year uh for the crimson tide but you got florida in the mix there i mean you got a lot of teams that could make the tournament this year and that sec tournament uh, is going to be a lot of fun coming up next month yeah, the SEC is definitely on an uptick for sure, and uh, and that's without Florida being great, or like you said, Arkansas being good. Texas A&M is sneaking in there, and uh, uh, Tennessee is solid again. And Alabama, you mentioned them four and five, but they've beaten Gonzaga and Baylor, uh, <laughs> and lose to a winless Georgia team. Right. Who the heck knows? And, and of course, Will Wade's got a he's got a strong blankety blank deal going down there, and LSU's pretty good. <laughs> And Kentucky is really getting better and better and better. They're, uh, uh, and a funny story about Auburn being number one, of course, and you all may have covered this, but they, they, the guy came in second the week before they got to be number one when some guy from Kansas City voted him ninth in the poll and huh. lost enough points that they were, 
They were in second place by four points. And then the, the next Saturday, they're playing Kentucky. And I'm thinking, gosh, they're going to get beat by Kentucky and, uh, and, and never get to be number one. And uh, I was really happy for them that they, uh, they got there. I actually talked to Bruce Pearl this week. Uh, he was trying to get me down there. They were honoring Sonny Smith, who does the color on their games that I worked for, and they were honoring him by putting a banner in the rafters and that kind of thing. And I, uh, I was really trying to get down there, and then at the last minute, we couldn't get the plane deal worked mm. out. But, uh, but I actually talked to him a couple times last week, and uh, uh, he was uh, he was going on about uh, how hard it was going to be, but how excited he was. What a character uh, he is, and the SEC has now compiled quite a few characters there as head coaches in that conference. And as we say, the SEC is up. The ACC coach is down. you got one team in the top 25. Now, you've got several teams right there on the outside looking in. Notre Dame, and they picked up a big win last night uh, on the road at Miami. Miami's had a good year with Jim Laranega. North Carolina starting to come on. They've won four in a row. And how about Steve Forbes at Wake Forest? They were in the basement not that long ago, Coach, and uh, he's got them playing some good basketball this year. Yeah, Steve has done a great job, and I'm not surprised. Uh, you know, he was at Tennessee with Bruce Pearl and uh, got caught up in all that mess. And he went to a junior college. Then he went as an assistant out uh, of his Iowa or uh, uh, Iowa State. I'm not sure where he went. Somewhere out there. And then uh, got the East Tennessee State job and did a really good job uh, there. And I thought uh, I thought he was a great choice. He's a lot like Bruce Pearl in that you've seen him already doing a bunch of crazy stuff with yeah. students and rolling the quad and uh he's a really good coach a great recruiter and uh, and like like bruce a, a little bit of a promoter himself he's got a he's got a really strong staff but yeah miami's been a little bit better than expected florida state's right there on the edge too uh georgia tech's certainly down virginia tech has been disappointing they were picked a little higher in the league virginia has been really disappointing uh, in a in just in a in kind of a surprise north carolina can't guard anybody and can't win away from home but they've got some talent uh but yeah definitely a down year for the acc and i don't know how many teams they're going i mean there's a scenario where they might just get one team in wow. the double a which would be just mind-blowing yeah that would be wild it's looking like the american uh i guess mike oresco pulling for smu to to win out here and uh so he can get two teams in uh the ncaa tournament houston obviously is a lock and and i went back i'm looking it up now coach i remember uh, i mentioned wake forest in the basement steve forbes has got him out of there houston uh finished 10th in the league in kelvin sampson's first year he has not finished any lower than third since then second year and third year went to the nit he's had him in the tournament every year other than that final four last year and now they are number six in the country and he's got that thing rolling there in houston yeah, now the question is, can they hang on to him? Uh, hmm. um, the uh, I, I, I I keep hearing Louisville, I keep hearing Georgia. Uh, you know, I, of course, any of the big openings, he's going to be really high on the list, and uh, he's won everywhere he's ever been. You know, gotten a little bit of a situation which really wasn't a big deal up there at uh, Indiana, and of course, he's an North Carolina native. I think he's from like Lumberton or somewhere yep. down there. but uh, Always has a big uh, fan I, section when they come play here, Coach. Yeah, I bet. I bet. But he's a great guy and a heck of a coach. And uh, oh, they, are, they are pretty darn good. 
you know, the Pirates have uh, have been, you know, at, at very worst competitive in every game this year, but they didn't have any answers for for for, uh, for Houston. And they're, and they're doing this without their best player. Who's out. Yeah. And you mentioned, you know, Samson, would he go somewhere else? And, and you brought up Louisville. I think about Chris Mack had Xavier as a one seed in the tournament a few years ago, goes to Louisville, and, and everything that could go wrong went wrong there, on the court, off the court, everywhere. Uh, and, and then you think about guys like Mark Few, and I don't know if you, you've talked to Coach Few, if you know him or know his situation, but... You know why has he? Why did he stick it out there? And now we we see we know why. I mean, now he's got a uh, a powerhouse at Gonzaga. But why did he decide to to kind of ride it out at Gonzaga? And these other coaches don't. I mean, uh, you know, why in particular did Mark Few say I'm going to stay here and, and win here? Yeah, you know, basketball is a little different than football. There there are some things you can't overcome in football. Uh, namely being the, the dollars that that are necessary to compete for a national championship. You can compete at different places. I mean, you've seen it through the years at a at a Memphis or, or Houston or, uh, you know, I mean, there are, there are any number of places that you, that, you know, wouldn't spring to your mind that, they, hey, this is a great basketball situation, but, uh, but they can be. And uh, I think he's awfully comfortable there and they've certainly taken care of him and, um, it's a unique place, a unique location, and it, you know now it's a destination. People are leaving good schools to go to Kentucky. No doubt, talking to Mac McCarthy on the Pirate Radio Live Line, Coach, with all the uh, your friends in the business, your colleagues, uh, people across the coaching world. Have you talked to anyone about the transfer portal that says, you know what, I, I like the portal. This is great. This is a good thing. Has anybody said that to you? <laughs> Uh, no, <laughs> no, not, not even a little bit. The only thing they hate worse than the transfer portal is the uh, is the NIL, and uh, yeah. and of course I've I've been on so many shows about both of these things. Now, let me tell you what we can do to fix the transfer portal. All right, the transfer portal is okay. Uh, it, you know that they the players do need some mobility. I, I wish it was like the old days, and they'd have to stick it out or you know face a little bit bigger penalty and. Uh, and that kind of thing. I, I think, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I hate to see him not go through the adversity and, and come out on the other end better for it. But if you're going to have it, here's what we need to do. Have a period, just like the signing period, where you enter it, and if you don't go then, you don't get to leave, period. And the second thing is you can't go in the portal for two years. The school you go to initially, you stay there for. You've got to stay for two years. I don't think that's unfair because you've got kids going into portal before they even play a game for basketball, and and it's not totally unheard of in football either. Well, the Ohio State you know, uh, looking at football coach, you had that kid from Texas went to Ohio State, got all that nil money, never played a snap, and he's gone. Yeah, and and I will say this. I'll, I'll give you one exception. Uh, if a coach leaves, yeah. then, then then all bets are off. Then that's okay. That opens the, that opens that opens a window too. But uh, but if the coach hasn't left that you signed with, you stay for two years and then get a signing period. All right, Coach Mack for college basketball czar. Let's get that thing going here. 
It's got some ideas in mind. Now I can get the NI if I can just get the NIL back under control, I'll be all right. <laughs> Coach, uh, what you, you're calling games now? You're you're doing uh, you know interviews. Uh, what, do you do you miss coaching at all? And if so, what part of the the coaching aspect do you miss? Well, you, you and I have talked about this before a little bit. The the part I do miss is the practice. I love. I, I go to so many practices. The coaches are surprised when I show up. You know, a lot of play-by-play guys roll in right before the game, do the game, and leave. I go the day before, watch both teams work out. If they both if they both do work out, watch both shoot arounds. I love watching practice and that interaction and seeing the kids get better individually and seeing the whole group get better. That's the part I miss the most. Uh, there are certainly parts of it, like the NIL mm-hmm. portal, I wouldn't want any part of. But uh, I do miss practice, and I, I still love to go and watch. And uh, I learn more from practice than I would ever you know, learn from watching film or, or even talking to the coaches. Because when they're at practice, they're talking about the things they need to correct and things they emphasize. And sometimes you don't necessarily get that in a, in a Zoom call. Coach Mag McCarthy joining us. Coach, I don't know if I've ever asked you this. I'm sure we've talked about it over the years, but just curious, you're calling you know, women's games, and you had, after your success at Chattanooga, five NCAA tournaments and uh, three winning seasons, two winning seasons there at VCU, why did you uh, go the women's basketball route You know, before you, you came to East Carolina here? Why did you uh, go into women's basketball? Well, a whole lot of my best friends had been women's coaches. Joe Champy at Auburn in particular, who had great success, went to multiple Final Fours. Uh, you know, even Pat Summit had been great to me, Andy Landers over at Georgia, and then, you know, the coaches I worked with at Chattanooga, Sharon Fanning, who went on to coach at Kentucky and Mississippi State, and uh, Wes Moore, who's at NC State right now. And I knew so many coaches on that side of the ball, so to speak, that uh, – um, that, you know, it had always kind of intrigued me to, uh, to maybe, you know, get on that side and coach, uh, women's basketball some. And, uh, uh, the AD at Georgia Tech called me and he had a brand new head coach who had never been a head coach before and thought she could use a, a veteran on the bench. And then, uh, to quote old Dan Jenkins, the great writer, he money whipped me and I went on down there. <laughs> Uh, you mentioned Wes Moore. Uh, he was very close to becoming uh, the East Carolina head women's basketball coach. I think he did an interview with Troy D here in Greenville and decided to to head back to Chattanooga. He probably heard about Troy. Yeah, that'll, <laughs> that'll hurt you every time. He's got it rolling at NC State, Coach. Uh, what games uh, have you been calling here lately? What's your and what's your schedule look like the rest of the way? Oh, gosh, I've had a bunch. I've been in Blacksburg, and I've been picking up a bunch of games in Charlottesville for the UVA women, too. And uh, I've actually got a pretty busy schedule. I've got Clemson at Virginia Tech women coming up. Did some men's games in November and December at Virginia Tech. But I've got uh, Clemson women at Virginia Tech. Then I've got North Carolina women at Virginia Tech. Got Miami women at uh, Virginia uh, and then I've got an East Carolina game against South Florida women's game later in uh, February. And then I do the first two days of the Colonial Tournament in Washington, D.C. There'll be a play-in game the first day and then four quarterfinal days, quarter, quarterfinal games, and then uh, kind of on standby for a couple other conference tournaments uh, depending on you know how we can work out the dates and that kind of thing. I think I've had more games postponed uh, hmm. or even canceled than I've had uh, games that I've done so far. It's uh, – 
I've had I had a game. Uh, I won't even say where, but I had a game on a Sunday afternoon at two, and they called and said, "Can you do it at one?" This this was a weather related, not COVID related. This situation. I said, "Yeah." They called back and said, "Can you do it at 11? I said, "Yeah." They said, "Can you do it the night before after a men's game?" I said, "Yeah." <laughs> and then they called me back and said, "Never mind, it's canceled anyway." I think they were trying to get rid of you, coach, but you kept agreeing to everything, so they kept right. That's uh, that's maybe funny. Were. Maybe that was it. Yeah, maybe that was it. <laughs> coach, I uh, always enjoy it. We'll uh, we'll we'll try to track you down in March to talk some tournament hoops with you uh real quick before we let you go uh we got the clash this weekend right they'll be on the track in los angeles i believe don't don't even get me started oh boy you hate these gimmicks i know or yeah i'm just anti-gimmick and i think this is a gimmick but uh you know if nascar is on tv it doesn't matter if it's good or bad i'll be watching there you go who uh so elliot won a couple years ago Last year it was dominated by Kyle Larson. Do you got a uh, a champion pick? Who Troy and I are going to do a fantasy draft. Who should I get? You know, I will tell you this. I just did a fantasy pick while we were talking. Let me see who I ended up getting. I ended up getting Elliot and Harvick and uh, Austin Centric. Hmm. Um, let me see who else I got here. Uh, I don't know. You better just pick Larson. But uh, <laughs> no matter what kind of car it is, Larson's going to win it. Win in it. But uh, I, I, this year is really going to be interesting with that new car and supposedly a really level playing field. I I can't wait to see what happens. But right. Chris Larson, it, it's a coin flip with the rest of. Them. There you go. You heard it from Coach Matt. Coach enjoyed it, man. Uh, have a fantastic rest of your basketball season on the air, and uh, we'll talk to you down the road. Click call anytime and tell Troy to – oh, never mind. <laughs> Mac McCarthy joining us. I really miss the Troy D and Mac interaction on Live at Five back in the day. Uh, there he is, Mac McCarthy. We'll uh, try to get him on once again in March and uh, talk some tournament hoops uh, coming up with Coach Mac. All right, let's uh, take a break when we return. We'll talk more college basketball with the BMOC, Jeff Nadeau. We'll look at the slate of games coming up tonight. And uh, some big games this weekend. Talk some Super Bowl as well. We roll on Pirate Radio Live right after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. UBE has been an ECU tradition for over 50 years, and you can shop online anytime at piratewear.com. UBE has the biggest and best selection of ECU sportswear and accessories for pirates of all ages. Every day is game day at UBE. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Flip Rock. All righty. Thank you, Shirley Rhodes. Chandler Honeycutt here as well on a Thursday. Just saw uh, Pirate Radio retweeted a pro football focused draft tweet uh, that has the highest rated group of five cornerbacks we hate that group of five label but that is the label here uh of course you got your two cincinnati guys sauce gardner kobe bryant first on the list marcus jones coming in second on that list jaquan mcmillan coming off a fantastic year for east carolina it was too good uh for ecu fans because he decided to take his talents 
to the next level and will be entered into the nfl draft so good to see jaquan mcmillan getting some headlines we will uh talk a little football and some college basketball now with the big man on campus jeff nadu who joins us on the pirate radio live line jeff how you doing today man pretty good how are you doing good i'm looking at uh we'll get to the games tonight and what's coming up this weekend but i haven't talked uh championship odds with you jeff in a while so looking at them now uh gonzaga the favorite right now auburn uh of course is up there as the number one team in the country but you got uh duke baylor ucla uh towards the top of the list and then you can go down and, and find some longer shots uh jeff have you first of all do you have any futures and if you were to to play a couple maybe some long shots uh who would you look at out there uh, yeah, I have I have a few. Um, I have Purdue, I have UCLA, I have Kentucky, I have Texas Tech, I have Arkansas. A um, couple of higher tier ones I think are just, the prices are just too good. I mean, I think UCLA should be more in like the 10 to 12 to 1 range. Um, you, know, you can currently get them at 16 to 20 to 1 in the market. Hmm. Um, yeah, I think when I look at them, I think you make the case they're a you know, top five team really at any time. Um, they have their proven pedigree that they can win. They've been there before. Um, they defend at a really high level. They're well coached. They have a great point guard. Um, I think they really check all the boxes, in my opinion. Um, you know, I think some of these teams are a little overvalued. I think Arizona is kind of gimmicky. I don't think they can actually win the NCAA tournament. You know, I think Auburn. I don't believe they're the best team in the country. Obviously, they're ranked there, but I think when it's said and done, I think Gonzaga, UCLA, Kentucky, teams like that are just more talented than they are. I think a team to keep a real eye on, I grabbed them at 75-1. to 1. They're down to 65-1, to 1, uh, Arkansas. I, I think this team is really coming together at the right time. You know, we always know that they're uh, a group that always is really a talented, athletic. They can score, um, and they've had no different – this year and they're scoring 80 points a game but this year defensively this defense is really getting it done number one in the sec in defensive efficiency if i told you that would you believe me nobody would but they are um this is a really good basketball team they're really talented jeff nadu joining us we just talked to uh former east carolina head uh, basketball coach mag mccarthy went to five ncaa tournaments with the chattanooga uh years ago and we we're talking about how the sec is up and the acc is down talking about all the sec teams uh, that are ranked arkansas not included on that list but starting to play well and jeff uh, in the acc just one team ranked in duke and he said uh, i think kind of hyperbolic but you know could it be a year where the acc only gets one team in uh, you know no they're, they're going to get more than one but but who are those teams right now? A great win last night for Notre Dame against Miami. North Carolina's won four in a row, and if they can beat Duke that uh, this weekend, that would be big for them. I don't know. You were talking about metrics the other day. I don't think those numbers love Wake Forest that much, but they're 18-5, and 8-4 in conference play. It is a down year for the ACC, and I'm wondering, Jeff, how many of these teams will be dancing uh, come next month. Yeah, I would say at this time, I mean, obviously this can change every night, but but currently I have five teams in the tournament. Now, um, those teams to me right now are Duke, uh, Wake, Miami, Carolina, and... Notre Dame? Madison. Yeah, no, no. no. Uh, Virginia, Florida State? I think, I think I would... Yeah, there's another... I think Virginia. I think I'm missing them. Um, but yeah, outside of that, I think Notre Dame can play their way in. 
you know, Carolina, I think, is close to the bubble, but I think they're in. And obviously, I think, you know, Florida State or, or Wake could either play themselves in or play themselves out. So um, I think at most they could get six. I think at best scenario, I think it's probably five. Jeff Nadeau joining us on the Pirate Radio Live line today. Jeff, uh, let's see. Any uh, What's going on tonight? Probably some pack. I haven't even looked at the schedule tonight. Any uh, Any big games? Let's see, Gonzaga's in action. Ah, UCLA, Arizona. There you go, Pac-12 tonight. Yeah, this is a kind of a tough game to navigate. So Arizona's playing, obviously, in revenge. They lost UCLA about a week and a half ago in uh, California. Now they come back to get the home game. They're seven-point favorites. A couple things to keep an eye on. Juzang is back. He's off of COVID protocol. Didn't have any symptoms, so he should be good to go as far as conditioning. Uh, Jaime Jaquez, one of their better players, he's questionable. And then Tubalus for Arizona, he's questionable. So it's a tough game to navigate, but this game comes down to guard play. Tiger Campbell's just way better than Kirk Creese, in my opinion. I think at worst, this game's close. Um, I thought seven was a bit too high. I, again, I think Arizona's overvalued. I just do. Um, when we really look at this team, um, look, outside of Illinois, find me a quality, really great win on this schedule. I'd like to see it. I'd like to hear what it is. Is it Michigan? Mm-hmm. Is it Wyoming? Is that their second best win? This Arizona team is so overrated. Uh, it's not even funny. And I think a team like UCLA is just better than they are. Jeff Nadeau joining us. Let's stick in the Pac-12. I've had some success following uh, USC this year, Jeff. Especially, I feel like every time I've had them, I've taken them at halftime where they've been losing and they come back to win. So if they're down tonight at half, uh, keep an eye on that. But they play Arizona State. Uh, it's a bit concerning if you want to take the Trojans tonight because they just beat them by 22. Now you talk about a revenge game. They're at Arizona uh, Arizona State coming up tonight, and they are road favorites in that game. What do you think about the, the Trojans and uh, specifically that matchup tonight? Yeah, this is a fascinating game. As you said, um, Arizona got beat up the first time Arizona State. But remember in that game clip with five minutes to go in the first half, uh, USC was down 22 to 10. Okay, they fought back, went on a 21 to 2 run, and ended up leading at the half. Keep in mind in that game for Arizona State as well. Hurley was out; he didn't coach; he was suspended. And Kamani Lawrence and Jay Heath were not in the game. Now, that's not to say Arizona State is dreadful offensively, absolutely dreadful. I mean, they're—I mean, conference—they're like bottom of the barrel bad in the country offensively. Um, I think they've quit. In fact, I think they quit a long time ago. I think this team sucks. I would have to take a long, hard look at Bobby Hurley. I think it's time to move on from him. Uh, this team is seemingly stale. Uh, I think USC is the player, even in revenge. USC is way better than Arizona State. I think uh, Sun Devils have quit. Jeff Nadeau joining us. Uh, Pac-12 action tonight. Looking ahead to Saturday, Jeff, some big games. We can circle back if you like anything else uh, tonight. But just looking at some of the games on Saturday at noon, UConn at Villanova. Big one uh, there in the Big East. You've got Baylor, Kansas at 4 o'clock on ESPN. Carolina Duke is at 6 o'clock on ESPN. Kentucky at Alabama at 8 o'clock. It's a a great Saturday of college hoops with those games. So it looks like a fun weekend on tap. Clip for me is just about getting through the day that we're in. (laughs) But, no, looking ahead, I I always – this is why Ken Palm's a great site because you have the ability to look ahead now and you can kind of get prepared. But no, I, I, when I you know, when you say that I kind of clicked on Saturday, I mean, there are a lot of great games. I mean, even you know for me, it's really every game's great. You know, I could find you know, I could find something in the MIAC that's a good game. You know, I, I could find 
you know, something something to wipe my wish with always. So, um, yeah, there, there's so much to, to do nowadays in college basketball. There's so much to find. It was really a great thing five years ago when they decided to say, you know what, we're going to line every game. You're not going to have to search out certain games anymore. So, yeah, um, it's uh, it's fun. Saturday cards are real, real, real fun. All right. Well, on that note, uh, what have you found in the weeds for tonight? Because there are a lot of games, just not a ton of headliners. So what else do you like tonight? Yeah, so I kind of stay in the um, the American Athletic Conference. Um, I look at a team tonight in UCF that's playing in some major revenge. They were destroyed back on January 15th by South Florida, 75-51. It's one of the weirder matchups of the year. As we know, South Florida's not very good, Clip. You yeah. know that. Um, if you look at the Shot Quality website, which is a great uh, kind of analytic luck-based site where it shows how lucky a team is, things like that, They'd actually lend you to believe that in that game, UCF actually should have won the game. They just didn't make shots. It was hmm. one of those nights for them. I think tonight they bounce back in a big way. Um, they're double-digit favorites. I'm not real worried about that, but their team total 71. I thought that was a little low to me. Um, they play with a nice pace. They're a good offensive team, and I think to cover this game, they're going to have to get you know, 74, 76. I think they get into the 70s tonight, really kind of take some frustration out on a team that – really kind of made them look pretty stupid the first game. This South Florida team is not real good defensively, and I think they get punished here. I, I think they give up 75, 78. In fact, you look at since December 25th, so Christmas, this South Florida team has given up 75 or sorry, 70 or more in every game but one, and that was to Central Florida. So I think Central Florida has their way tonight and gets back on the horse and puts up 75-plus. Yeah, that's uh, smart, too, to look at these second meetings between teams and, and what happened in the first. And you would think uh, UCF has a, a nice easy one tonight against uh, USF. All right, uh, Jeff, anything else, man? Uh, we'll talk uh, Super Bowl with you next week, go over some props and stuff like that. Anything else you're, you're looking at? Real quick, just tonight, I don't. This game starts at six o'clock Eastern. I don't know who stops who in Georgetown, St. John's. St. John's been really disappointing to me this year. But one thing about them, they can score, man. Uh, Georgetown is absolutely abhorrent defensively. Uh, they play with a lot of pace. That game screams first to eighty-five wins. First game is eighty-eight sixty-nine. I think it's even higher scoring, probably like ninety-one eighty or something. I'm going to go uh, lean over 157 there as well. All right, put in an over to uh, to get the night started off right. Uh, Jeff Nadeau has the sit-down podcast. If you're into mob history, you can download the latest episode and all the episodes today. And uh, anything else we need to know about, big man? No, as always, Cliff, thank you for having me, and uh, I'll talk to you next week. Yes, sir. Good weekend. Thank you, Jeff. Jeff Nadeau joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. We will dive into Super Bowl 56 with the big man coming up next week on pirate radio live we will take a time out come back and get ready to uh close out hour two got troy d coming in in hour number three of today's program and we'll make you a winner open up the pirate radio live line and open up the booty bag coming up in hour three as well it's all ahead pirate radio live rolls on after this
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. For the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner, be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the over 53,000 uh, followers today at PR927FM. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, and Troy D is alongside. I What's projected up, on Wednesday that Troy D would be in a good mood today. You are correct. Look at him right now. He's smiling. I know, I know. He can't stop it's, smiling. It's early February, and I saw, at least in my car, it hit 73 degrees. It might even be warmer right now. The only downside is it's been overcast today. You know, although sun's starting to peak out a little bit. But I'm not going to complain, Clip, because it is warm, very warm in February. It's been a lovely day. Oh, man. Yeah, and it is starting, you know, you're, it's it's staying lighter later now. It's noticeable, you know, because it used to, it would be 5 o'clock and it would be dark, remember, here by the time we start hour three? Yeah. Now, man, it's still, by the time we wrap up hour three, it's still light out. Light-ish. Drop, dropped a pen. Sorry, show goes on. Oh, uh, what a professional. I, that would totally mess me up. I'd have to call a timeout. Shirley, <laughs> take us to break. 20-second timeout. Yeah. Then i got to bend over. I might fall out of the chair. It could be I'm a good. whole situation. I'm ready. I'm uh, you want me to get it for you? Nope, I know. I'm okay. fine. All right, it would freak me out. It's really bothering you more than me at this point. <laughs> but no, this is great weather, and I think it's going to continue. We might get some rain on Friday, but it's going to be uh, 72 degrees on Friday man so i'm pretty fired up and it looks like it's gonna get a little cooler on the overnights in the, in the weekend next week but then it's going to be back thursday friday saturday sunny skies in the 60s next weekend i'm not ready to say our coldest days are behind no, us no i am not jinxing it i'm yeah. not ready to say that we got there's nowhere near first of all ecu baseball season's it's, coming up it's and that's s- when it oh, gets that's the, when it snows again that's when it gets the coldest yeah, snow in march that first but i weekend. feel like i'm starting to see the light at the end of the winter tunnel here good uh, we're we're under forty days to the time change, which is where I start springtime. Springtime starts for me when the time changes. Mm-hmm. When you roll the clocks back or forward, whatever the hell it is, spring forward, and you get an extra hour at night of daylight. That's when spring starts. All right, we're so, on. We're, we're, we're on under, track. We're thirty like eight days away from that clip. Count maybe down. less, maybe right. less by now. Might good be deal. So you're in a good mood. I am I'm feeling, feeling good. positive. Yeah, good to hear uh last night troy d was in Minji's coliseum i was yeah tough well, tough game for the pirates it well, was uh they were kind of hanging out lingering in contention but they just god they just the shooting sometimes the shooting woes continue it almost looked like me you and chandler out there taking jacking up threes it was uh they have just been oh, in a funk yeah has it now let me ask you this i meant to look this up before i came on the air i know you'll know am i accurate to say ECU has not won a game since Suggs has been hurt. That is correct. That's what I thought. In I, fact, they were so winning I, the game. He got correct. hurt by double digits. Correct. And, the mo- and I said it. I said it all Monday. The mo- you can point to this season. I hate to put that much on one player, but whatever it is, it is. The moment he went down is when the season has gone in a tailspin. The Sug boat. I'm not saying has sunk, but since the Sug boat has been docked, we can't win. We got to get the Sug boat back out there, and we got to get Suggs back out there if we're going to win again. The facts are the facts. When's he coming back? I don't know. I, I asked Joe I, Dooley on Monday, and he didn't know. 
yeah, I can't get some clarification on this, but I feel better if they said, okay, look, we're we're going to try and get him back Saturday, give you something to look forward to, right? I say rest them. Especially on a watch-along. Rest him until the AAC tournament. East Carolina okay. will have like an eight-game losing streak. He comes Sleep back. Sleep on everybody. Yeah. Then we get hot again. There you go. Oh, man, would the Sug Boat be rolling then? Oh, baby. The Sug Boat. Pulling up to Dickey's Arena in Fort Worth, Texas, Troy D. Oh, man. Sugging along. But I'm know. telling you, that's the key to victory right now. Got to get that guy back. Well, uh, thanks for coming around. Been saying that for three years. You didn't know who he was three weeks ago. No, but I'm literally saying that's the key to winning again this season. Because <laughs> right, yeah. without him, we can't win. That is what it appears yeah. to be the case right now. Uh, so, yeah, lost last night. Uh, hit cut one again, Shirley. Joe Dooley's opening comments. You never want to hear a coach say this after a game. Uh, we got what we deserved. I mean, they, they played with more energy. We obviously didn't have the guys prepared to play. Uh, much more energy, uh, much more passion, much more fire, and uh, it, it was a reflection almost throughout the game. Joe Dooley there, kind of the harshest he's been on his team, I feel like, this year because you can point to a lot of games where East Carolina lost but did play hard, play to the end. Yeah. And even last night, they they, they made a little rally. but Almost he sounded was, dejected. Yeah, that, definitely. I can see, hear the depression in his voice. And there, we have all the questions. It sounds like he doesn't have answers right now, which is yeah. frustrating for him. As uh, Matt... Uh, Matt, um, the former Bears coach, I've already put Nagy. him out of my Nagy, I've already put him out of my mind. Used to say his famous quote was always trying to get to the why. <laughs> yeah, he never we're, quite we're got to, there. Did trying he? to get to the why. <laughs> and now the new coach referenced the why in the press conference. It's one of those terms. You know how like some coaches like catch phrases and like yeah. someone can say something that'll take you back to when Scotty Montgomery was here, and you're like, oh God, don't say that. You know, like well, every phrase is like rehashed. Right, right. But I mean, some stick with a certain coach. So uh, the the new coach, who is also named Matt. Matt. Uh, reference the why, but he was like, we're going to give the players the why. Oh, so I saw a lot of Twitter saying, hey, Matt Nagy questions the why. Matt Eberflus gives them the why. Jeez. So we're already doing better. I guess. Whatever you want to tell yourself to make yeah. you feel better. Uh, Robert Griffin Third had know your why as a phrase, and it turns out that was just like a marketing thing for Gatorade. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, all these phrases are... This is the first time I've seen you publicly on air since the Washington football team has a new name. The Commanders. Commanders. I just I I was listening to Brian North. We talked about this off the air. I agree with it. We I thought the Red Hogs would have been perfect. It it's a nod to the history of really the fan base, which is cool, which has supported this team through thick and thin. Well, you had the O line that was the Hogs, and then you had the Hogettes that would go to the game. True, the okay, you're right. Yeah, it was. It's the, both. It's yeah. the history of the, of the whole organization. Yeah, uh, you, you keep the term red in there without an offensive connotation, more as a color. You know, burgundy's kind of an off red. You keep the R. I, I thought Red Hogs would have been, and it's unique. There's no other Red Hog that I know of in all of sports. Which I don't think that was even ever a discussion, really, for so, for whatever reason. Right, I just I think they missed a golden opportunity to do that. I thought that yeah. they could have come up with a really cool hog logo that people would have just <laughs> eaten up, been snorting <laughs> our way to a Super Bowl. Yeah, well, I mean, it could have been so many opportunities missed. Yeah, 
Commanders my, it is. Was my hog better than Chandler's uh Okay, that was decent. That, that was good. What'd you say? He sounded like Daffy Duck the other day. <laughs> he did. He went from growl to Daffy Duck, or Daffy Duck doing the growl. <laughs> <laughs> that was more Daffy. That, that's that. That's Daffy. I don't know what it is, but I, you know, I wish y'all would have been the Red Hogs. Hell to I know. the Red Hogs. Red Hogs. You could have kept HTTR. Yeah. What's HTTC? That makes no sense. Hail to the Commandos. Isn't that the end of a website? HTTC. That would say HTTP. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And what do you think? So, co- commandos, commies, how will it be shortened? Durs, manders. Com- durs. The durs. The commanders. Durs. Let's go durs. Let's go durs. Cams. I don't know. Like, it's going to get shortened to something. It's commandos. Commandos. I don't know. It's fine. It is what it is. Promise just no more toilet pictures? Yeah. Okay. It was just a one-off. Okay. You, you promise You promise that you won't ever make me have to do that again? Yes. You, you, you throw it out there, and you go into the I, next thing. I thought the weird thing was Chandler was so excited about it. I had to take the it. picture. I had to. I, got to. What are you talking about? He's so bragging about it to everybody you, here in the what? office. Guess what I got to do today? You, you are a liar. You are a <laughs> complete lie. Simon, you are so fired up about this. What are you talking about? <laughs> That is a lie. I, I was ashamed to do that. Ashamed. <laughs> I will say there you, was no pride in that. You agreed to it pretty quickly. I didn't have to twist yeah. your arm. I thought you were just going to sit on the toilet. I didn't know your pants were going to be to the ground. <laughs> pants on the ground. That pants was a surprise when I turned the corner. Surprise! Yeah. I got to tell you, caught me off guard when I was rolling through the old Twitter feed the other day. <laughs> like, oh dear lord! Yeah, well, it was a response yeah. to a tweet of some. I, an idiot sitting on a weight bench looking at his redskins water bottle acting like he was crying and it was such a like a setup photo op that yeah. i had to make fun of it yeah so, no I, I, it was funny i decided to get yeah. on the turlet <laughs> it was very uh as i said very eye-catching <laughs> now that i think about can't, it can't unsee it i took the picture on my phone and so i don't think a- i ever deleted it i think it's still on my phone you better not let anybody look at your phone your pictures deleted he's now he's probably put it in it's all still his- up here <laughs> <laughs> he's got alternate angles now oh my god <laughs> oh boy like i'm showing my parents oh let me let me show you this picture i took the what is that yeah that's why you can't hand anyone your phone <laughs> All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. Hour three of Pirate Radio Live on tap on a great warm day. Love it. Eastern North Carolina. Yes, sir. Make you a winner. Coming up in hour three as well. A lot more to go. We're back with you after this. listening to hour three of pirate radio live this hour of prl is brought to you by bud light reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly bud light the official beer of the ecu pirates and proudly distributed by carolina eagle distributing since 1989 now back to the show welcome back Domino's of greenville has three locations to take care of you take advantage of the week-long carryout deal of all three topping pizzas for only $7.99 Order online today at dominoes.com. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff. 
All righty. Thanks, Shirley Rhodes. Chandler Honeycutt here. Hour three of Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday. We'll make you a winner coming up later on this hour. Open up the booty bag. Clip Rock, Troy D here in the Pirate Radio studios. Troy, I'll officially welcome you on. Good to see you guys again. And this week is, I'm not being facetious. I'm being serious. It has flown by. This week has been the fastest week of the year so far to me. The fastest week of 2022. Yeah. We're in it. That, hadn't that gone by fast this week? Yeah. Oh, at least for, as for me. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy for yeah, you. Yeah, sorry. That means things are going well, probably. I, I think we're, just, we're so busy. We're staying. You know, yeah. Makes got a, time we got a lot better. going on. Got a lot of fun things playing in the future here. Can we talk Onward and upward for Pirate Radio. Uh, not yet. We will down the road. All right. We got some cool things we're working on. Cool, neat things. Yeah. Uh, some, got stuff, some stuff you've asked me before that I couldn't answer, but I will answer in the future. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Usually I only ask you about one thing. I know. Don't ask me about it because I... D- quit asking. <laughs> all right? So stop asking. <laughs> Get on mic there, uh, Nick. Yeah, go ahead. Let's hear it. So quit asking. <laughs> Thank you. All right? <laughs> um, just... By the way, NC State lost to Syracuse last night, Gary touchdown state <laughs> i'd like to do a uh gary hahn here in greenville with the projected loss to east carolina how that will sound at the end of the game and the, and the wolf pack lose 56 to nothing here in greenville <laughs> who's the quarterback leary devin leary devin leary three for 17 and the pack falls and, to the pirates and a mecca mezzi See, I thought it down was the be, far sideline. It was going to be a final kick to try and win the game, and they missed the kick. ECU wins. That's it. Here's a snap. Are they in the red zone? They're in the KSIH red zone. <laughs> snap, hold, kick is up, and the kick is no good. And the Wolfpack, <laughs> and the Wolfpack lose it here at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. <laughs> we'll be right back on the post game show. You've been listening to Wolfpack football. On the Wolfpack Radio Network. <laughs> That's what I want to hear. Oh, Come this fall. No doubt. Well, that'll be around a September 3rd date. Am I right about that? Uh, I believe you're correct. Yeah. Troy, do you know who had the number one uh, recruiting class, signing class? I'm going to say Texas A&M because they had the biggest budget. Ooh, hey, easy. Jimbo Fisher might be coming after you next. <laughs> or it could be... Uh, who was it? The Deion Sanders. Jackson State. Yeah, they might have had the number one recruiting class. Well, how about Campbell in FCS? The Fighting Camels apparently have some money. Really? Oh, well, yeah. they do. That's a let me tell you something. That's a well funded private school. Yeah. That is uh I that does have a lot of money, by the way. Well, and you said cor- they flipped a guy from where? That a was four star to- recruit, they flipped him from Arkansas and he's heading to Bowie's Creek. Now to Mike- play football? to play football wow. and, and Campbell head coach and former Carolina Panther Mike Mentor said that it's that they're not using NIL stuff it's all about telling these kids hey we want you we want you to come here so we can make you the well, best football what, player you what every coach say. says exactly what I'm saying is it's he's full of crap <laughs> that's saying, what I'm saying we're not using NIL money we're giving them cars like the olden days yeah, yeah. We're doing that, that, the table that's stuff. what I mean I'm yeah. saying he's full of we're crap we're going back to cash <laughs> And our main recruiter is Chris Haymeyer, voice oh, yeah. of the Campbell Fighting Camels. That's right. <laughs> Old Haymeyer. And hey, Chris. the quarterback's coach, for people that don't know, the quarterback's coach for the Camels is former, A guy that got crushed at Daddy Ficklin is Stadium. Is former West Virginia quarterback Pat White. Oh, yeah. yeah. So oh. a little star power there. 
Uh, Texas A&M had the number one signing class. I, I guess this You don't is... hear anything about the second signing day. I, I think it's worthless yeah. now. Oh, yeah. Uh, the the na- national signing day now is that early signing period. That that just They shouldn't even have another signing day. It should just be that's the first day, and then you can sign any other day after that you want. It's well, ridiculous to have another signing day at this point. What, five, seven years ago, like yesterday would have been a huge day. We would have huge. had our deal over yeah. at, you know the yeah. football it's, offices. Right. Now they've moved it up, which is fine, but that's, yeah. that's your signing day. And why even bother with another signing day? So I guess Jimbo Fisher was doing an interview and actually called out a message board poster and the funny part when people call these guys out when we reference them and everything is they're not named like frank smith they have their their yeah, handle so texas a&m would be like aggie andy or something <laughs> yeah yeah uh but in this case it was an anonymous message board poster who uses the handle sliced bread <laughs> i gotta tell you sliced bread out there is a piece of cra- i heard y'all talking about this earlier and i didn't know what the hell y'all were talking about now i get it sliced I, see, bread. I tuned in late this is why you know the magic of radio sometimes when you get in your car and you hear something halfway through you have to reset the story sometimes so sliced bread said that uh texas a&m had 30 million dollars at their disposal in nil funds so jimbo would have to and jimbo said let me tell you something bread, sliced bread that's a joke uh but Did he reference them directly I, yeah as sliced bread sliced bread <laughs> he also uh took aim at the media notre dame administrators and uh fellow sec coaches because lane kiffin earlier this week said that texas a&m was going to incur a luxury tax and how much they paid for their signing class <laughs> so that's a coach in that's his conference funny. going at him and jimbo is saying all this is crap you can't you know you don't say that about us uh, he says it's a joke it does piss me off and uh he said everything's above board at a&m so well yeah the nil deals are above board yeah they, they they're just being used to their full capacity it seems like there. now i thought the weirdest thing was brian kelly over at lsu dancing i was stunned i did not know this until i was listening to prl i believe yesterday clip yeah i thought this was already a signed player you're telling me he bumped and grind on just a recruit and the guy didn't even commit to lsu he's out of the family are you where did where did he end up do you remember chandler it was another alabama right went to alabama yeah he goes full uh urban urban meyer on this kid r kelly yeah and the guy's not even a, a tiger and he was in the uniform like he was all like yeah <laughs> i i was stunned i had no idea i thought that was already like he, i didn't i just saw the video and just figured it was a current player and he was just trying to attract other players for some reason brian kelly thinks <clears throat> if i do this this kid is definitely gonna sign that's the reason he did not sign. i think it's having negative yeah. effects well i want to see if the coach is really well, gonna do this oh my god he did it i can't go here i tell you he's not doing that nick saban yeah Friday. no um have you seen the joey hey, guy coach, hey coach saban will you grind with me how about the marketing guy no so quit asking <laughs> I can see All the this dancing. The marketing guy going, oh, Coach, we got an idea for a recruiting video. Uh, we got um, uh, uh, Cecil. Uh, well, I'm trying to think of a good football name. That wasn't it. No. <laughs> Are you listening, Cecil? Is Cecil really still on your mind like I, that? I, I'm trying to think of a good football name. Are you like, listening, Cecil? Uh, Jeff, uh, Scotty. Uh, <laughs> All right, we got, uh, John, we got John uh, Johnson coming in. He's a top five, five-star recruit. JJ. We're gonna we're gonna need we're gonna put a video on. He's gonna be in full Alabama gear, 
can, can you dance with him while we have the music playing and maybe go behind him? <laughs> well, well give me one of these eye yeah. uh, well, ever since i've seen the news of the, one kid, of the john travolta uh, yeah <laughs> I, saturday night fever yeah. or whatever every time i see the video now ever since hearing that he committed to alabama looking back at it the kid looks uncomfortable like he actually looks like he's not having a good time brian kelly looks like he's having a better time than he is kelly's like a mall santa where he's up there the whole time and they just keep bringing in new recruits like all right come on in and all the guys are like no i'm scared i don't want to come on join the family all right first of all you know brian kelly doesn't like to dance and it looked very unnatural so he's faking the dancing yeah he's faking his accent. <laughs> like, since this guy's been here, he's faked two things very publicly. He's fake. He's well. What? No, I'm wondering what is next. Like, obviously, his moral compass as far as what he's willing to do is off, and anything's on the table. Like, I don't care. I'll fake anything for a recruit. I think you know, he's like, going to fake his food interest. Like, yeah. he's going to go to a recruit's house yeah. and have I love gumbo. Takis. Yeah, give me the hot Takis. Oh, I love gumbo. Yeah. And he's, like, in the bathroom throwing up. He's like, can I get some more of that? Maybe, Troy, you're looking at, he's doing, like, an Andy Kaufman-style thing. He's, like, playing a character down there. I, he's not even wonder. himself anymore. Yeah. I think he's lost his identity. <laughs> he's, like... Oh man! His children, like his, I think his daughter, like still goes to Notre Dame. She goes down there finally, and she's like, "Dad, who are you? Where's my, where's my dad at? What happened?" Well, what do you, you remember when he tried to crack the old joke after the game, where he said uh, he was in yeah. favor of the execution, and he landed landed so poorly, yeah. nobody got it. Like he, I think he might we need have to just, execute better. In fact, I'm in favor of execution. Yeah, which it was an old joke yeah. that a coach used that used it but perfectly. His timing was awful. Yeah, yeah. I think he's kind of just lost it and is he don't care anymore. He's <laughs> yeah. just out there. He's a he wild. Gives man. Us, as kids used to say, gives zero f's right yeah. now. It because shows. he did seem really like buttoned up and stuff previous to this, right? right? And now he's yeah. I, I agree. Like you, he's letting you'd loose. never see him do this at Notre Dame. I tell you what, it could be LSU. Look at their recent coaches. They had Les Miles, who chews grass and was an absolute weirdo. They had Coach O, Coach who's O like, went off the rails. Who's a uh, whatever? I, that guy. Yeah. I mean, he started dating sorority girls. Uh, yeah. Oh, boy. That sissy blue shirt. That sissy yeah. blue shirt. Come <laughs> in with that sissy blue shirt. <laughs> I mean, and now Brian Maybe Kelly. It is, Ellis. It's something down there where they just make these guys go mental. You turn into Cajun Man and lose all your brain cells. <laughs> Family. Family. There's three Family. for three on making coaches Who's go next? off the rails. Yeah, be careful. Jeez. You sign up there. All right. That's, that's true. I haven't thought about it that way, but uh, it all lines up like well, that and all the while nick saban's just sitting there chilling in the office i know those are my fun activities i like to see what happens next with brian kelly as far as something goofy he'll do and then i like to see what smart ass thing um lane lane kiffin's gonna yeah. tweet out because he'll, he'll just scorch somebody he doesn't care either yeah he'll use twitter as a uh major weapon he's like a <laughs> A rich he's, he's kid al- that it's almost like a sarcastic kind of witty thirteen year old. Yeah, he's like a kid <laughs> that just keeps landing these awesome yeah. jobs because he is a good coach. Yeah, but uh, he got started so early. He's kind of using the uh, the technology, the social media to his advantage. Yeah, he's not afraid to burn somebody. No, 
he's he's toasted them yeah all right let's uh let's get a break in troy we'll come back we'll talk about um old man text speaking messaging. of technology <laughs> i love this story not everybody can use it oh, as good as lane there's a lot of good angles to this story and i i and i will say this in his defense i can totally relate to his situation of Coach Belichick. I can only imagine the accidental text Troy has sent to the wrong person. <laughs> I, I can totally relate <laughs> to like how that could happen. Yeah. But boy, this is next level because I think this text was the f- tipping point for this whole lawsuit. We'll All discuss. Right. We'll get into that when we return. Also, make you a winner. Pirate Radio Live rolls on after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Brown and Wood is your home of the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in eastern North Carolina for over 80 years. You can shop their entire inventory online at brownandwoodauto.com or visit them on Greenville Boulevard. Now let's head back into uh, PRL. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All righty. Thank you, Shirley Rhodes. Chandler Honeycutt here. Clip Brock along with Troy D. Quick NFL note. Uh, Rick Stroud covers the NFL for the Tampa Bay Times. He says he is hearing Bucks offensive coordinator Byron Lefwich is expected to remove himself from consideration for the Jaguars coaching job. Uh, the Raiders interim coach, Rich Basaccia, uh, who got them to the playoffs. He did a great job. A lot of adversity Absolutely. there with the Gruden stuff, the Henry Rugg stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and former Eagles coach Doug Peterson remain candidates there in Jacksonville. Uh, so the coaching carousel continues. Jim Harbaugh seems like D. all these guys were the same group. They were just interviewing. Like it's like a carousel. I think they, they all travel all, together. All five interviews at all the openings. Yeah. It's like who lands where. They're in a big they van. Remove a chair once someone gets hired, and keep the <laughs> musical chairs going. Uh, Jim Harbaugh is going back to Michigan. Yeah, apparently not on his own volition. Uh, Minnesota went, was going. So, no, a thank you. Yeah, which I found pretty interesting. And I heard people talking about it. I didn't really think about it but harbaugh took a pay cut correct at michigan uh i don't know the details of his contract i know all these guys are getting paid insane money. oh sure so, sure I mean, wh- but previous to this year but then he goes out beats ohio state i, I do believe he took a cut during when during COVID times and said give it to my assistants okay that I was believe, that now, i do remember that story but i don't know how much of it was him maybe trying to get bumped back up or if he really wanted to leave yeah. but it was interesting that on national signing day which is like you said not a big a deal now because of the early signing period but he's you know interviewing for jobs instead of yeah. locking down recruits well now he's something happened with the vikings and that blew up because he's told michigan now that hey i'm here and i'll be here as long as you want happy to be here so yeah <laughs> better to have a job than not have a job yeah uh, i did find you know this story crept in you know originally when the bears had an opening even before they fired anybody i thought that was someone they should talk to He's got a history with. He was drafted by the Bears. He was a former Bears quarterback. Uh, he, you know, he lives in that area. Um, I thought that could have been a potential fit, but you know, he's a little quirky now. He's a weird guy. Yeah. 
So I don't know what happened there. And obviously they, they went in a different direction. And then when the Viking story came up, I had a, I told you about this off the air. I had a dream that night. Oh yeah, this had crept into my subconscious. You had turned into I, the uh, the press it, secretary, the PR man. Well, in my dream, like the Vikings hired Jim Harbaugh, and the Bear fans were irate that why are they hiring him and not us, the Bears? So I was at a press conference trying to address it. You were the team spokesman. I was the team spokesman. Taking questions. And I explain. I and I end up finding out that evidently Jim Harbaugh was Why a, do you have so much trouble saying Harbaugh? I don't know. Is a huge jerk. And he came That was your spin? No, he came into the Bears and he's like I want 10 years and 10 million dollars a year guaranteed no cut a 100 million dollar deal or we're not even talking. Like that was his opening statement. Like and they're like ten years, ten million a year. Like, calm down, dude. Like, we haven't even interviewed you yet. By the way, for those just tuning in, this is Troy's dream. This is, this is not real yeah. life. We need talking. to dream like, like, yeah, this is not real life. Can you this put a haze filter <laughs> on the camera while we're in this, Troy's dream? This was a dream I had. Yeah. So then I explained to the Bear fans what a jerk this guy was. I will say it does. I say that because it sounds like it could be true. You know. So then all of a sudden people are like, "Well, good. Well, glad he's not here then." And then you know, can't wait to beat the Vikings. You know. So I was able to frame the story. Were the McCaskies happy with the job you did (laughs) fielding questions? Well, then I woke up. (laughs) Had to go to the bathroom. (laughs) You you wonder what Troy D dreams about doing Bears press conferences? That was a weird dream. That's a weird one. I know, but I think because it was in the news. And it was probably one of the last things I read before I went to bed. Sometimes what you put in your mind before you go to sleep, sometimes you'll, oh, yeah. you'll process. So that was like the last thing. Yeah, you you'll process in weird ways. But yeah, that was a dream I had. I woke up going, kind of feeling better about the situation that we weren't, we didn't hire him. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe it's all right. And now you think he's a jerk just because of what happened in your yes, dream. Yes, yes. <laughs> you ever get mad at someone in a dream Absolutely. and wake up in real life and you're mad at that person still? You're like, well, you were a jerk last night. I didn't see you last night. In my dream, you did. I think it was Reservoir Dogs where the guy says, you shoot me in your dream, you better wake up and apologize. <laughs> I think that was it. Yeah. Uh, Troy, you're a very nostalgic, sentimental guy. There's certain things, Peach Bowl, that era. Absolutely. I think you said this off the air. I'll bring it to the air. You said if you were working for the Bears, you would have brought in Mike Singletary. <clears throat> I, well, I would have brought him in for an interview. Yeah. And I still think Singletary, if not head coach, should be part of the process. And coach, if nothing else, hire him as your linebackers coach. Well, you, I mean, you will I, be. I want him to be part of the the part of the family. Family, part of the Bears family is Mike Singletary. Yesterday, Shirley, I told you about Celebrity Big Brother, and I was shocked that you knew some of those names because it was like D list celebrities. You will be seeing Mike Singletary on TV on TV soon, Troy D. There is a new survivor like show coming on CBS Beyond the Edge. Oh God, I thought you were going to say Naked and Afraid. I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to see well, that. Well. Uh, coming up in March, so they're going to put these celebrities in the jungle. It's got uh, Ray Lewis. It's got Jody Sweden <laughs> oh from Full House. It's got uh, Meta World Peace and NFL legend Mike Singletary. Wow, I might have to tune in for that. He's an old man to be out in the jungle like that, but he's still in he's, good he shape. He's in good so. shape. And I, look, I'm a big Singletary fan. Yeah, I think he's a smart guy, and I think the Bears should do more to have him be a part of things. Well, 
you'll be able to see him acting like I, a bear in I the jungle. I don't think the McCaskies do a good enough job of recognizing the history tradition and the Bears alumni, the former players. Well, that's shocking because back. you think of historic franchises I, that I have struggled lately. You think of the Bears. You would think they would do everything they, they, they could. But I, I listen to former players talk on radio and other places up there in Chicago. They just seem to do a poor job of keeping those guys connected. Yeah. Where other organizations do a great job. I see what the Patriots do for guys like Tony Collins, who hasn't played there since right. the 80s. You know, I mean, and they roll, I mean, you want to talk about, they roll out the Patriot carpet, and it is incredible. And, I mean, they, I, I've seen what they do for all these guys. They really take care of their own, where I just don't think that's being done enough in Chicago. I feel when like, I go up there, I don't see any involvement with those other guys, even when I go to game. You go to some, like, when you go to a Patriots game, they have a whole alumni table. They've got 10 of these guys. They, it's all free. You know, a lot of fans still love to get pictures and autographs and stuff. And I'm not saying that that's something, oh, I'd want to go do. Yeah, but, better, like, but it's neat. Like, what do my kids do? Fans like us, like like older days more than today almost. Correct. so we like that stuff even more yeah but they, with us. i don't see bears do any of that stuff i will say washington does a good job of that connecting with the uh, former players and stuff yeah. all right uh the nfl news today or, or this week tom brady retired and that's like the 12th <laughs> most story. interesting <laughs> yeah. story going on yeah adam schefter was out there with a tweet told you so by the way <laughs> why did schefter get so much crap for that for putting it out there that's his that's what he does for everything for trades for free agency for <laughs> coaching hires for retires like i, I will say this he was he uh, was right yeah i don't understand why people i think were so they were angry. mad that he put it out there and i said they didn't control the narrative Schefter put it out there before they could put it out there. Now, I get why Brady so then they might backed have been off upset. Of it. Right, that's what I meant. Like, yeah. he was mad that he didn't get to put it out there first. So then, hold on, I haven't made a decision yet. But for sliced bread back. to be mad about it, and, you know, other, I don't, I don't see, you know, what the deal um, is. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's the same thing if uh, that happens in the media sometimes. So yeah. You break a story that people may not like. I mean, we like get, it when he announces three days early when a free agent's going to sign because the team doesn't announce it until, you know, next week. I got to tell you, that's as far as the stories he's broken, that's one of the, the got to be on the top of the Definitely. list. Definitely. Breaking the retirement news of Tom Brady. But again, that's now not even important anymore because we got eight more stories coming True. out of the NFL. So, uh, Brian Flores is suing the Giants, the Broncos, the Dolphins, and the NFL uh, for, I guess, the the hiring process and the the, the racist hiring processes. And this all kind of got going, Troy, and we think that the, the final straw was a text from Bill Belichick. Well, because Belichick texted him by mistake. He meant to text... Brian, Brian Dayball. Dayball, who ended up getting the job. But this was like way before it was announced officially. And I think Brian Flores was going to go in for an interview. Yep. It hadn't been announced publicly. So in case you haven't been following the story, Belichick texts text him congratulations to the wrong Brian. Well, this Brian hadn't even interviewed yet, but was going to interview over the next day or so. Right. And so that's where it kind and of Flores went. is like well what do you mean Belichick said congrats on the you finally the job. landed yeah good to see you land and he's like what what do you mean and uh he said yeah I think the I and think then Belichick gotta... re- responds back with question marks or something or one of them responds back with a bunch of question marks well and he, well at one point he said I heard you're the guy you know congratulations and then Flores was like well I think I have a shot for it mm-hmm. I'm, I haven't interviewed yet yeah and then it, it went on 
to finally when Flores, who was probably feeling awkward the whole time, was like, did you mean to text Brian Dayball or Brian Flores? And that's when Belichick said, <laughs> I bleeped up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, Brian. Wrong Brian. Yeah. And and that's where we are. Oh, man. I just felt, I mean, <laughs> anyone that's ever texted the wrong person, or and what happens a lot of times, I've seen this happen before, and I can't say whether I'm guilty or not, but probably have been, where you're responding back to someone's email. And now I, I am very careful not to do this, but I have been on the recipient of this where someone has responded to all, like it's a group email and they, oh, yeah. they respond to the person <laughs> that sent all. it with some personal stuff or whatever, and they reply all and they send it to everybody. That mistake happens a lot. This one with the way your phone is, man, I've got, how many Brian's do you think I have saved in my phone? Well, I know three for sure in Bailey, Medor, and North. This would be a good, you know how you like to run the numbers? Like, how many screens do I have open? What's in my inbox? That type of stuff. Also, North, Medor, and Bailey spell their first name the same with an I. So there's that yeah. issue. All right. So I'm not going to count them, but I'll give you an estimate. So Two, these are Brian. Four, oh, my goodness. Brian, Brian, Holy Brian, crap. Brian. That's Brian's dad. That is insane. Brian, 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 <laughs> Brian, 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 Brian. I probably have 30 Brian's yeah. in my phone, all different Brian's. And how so, many are with an I, too? That's like almost all of them. Just about all of them. Yeah. Just about all of them. So what are you saying? Do you, yeah, uh, you understand know. Belichick's uh I can relate to that. Problem here? And I'm not saying I have texted the wrong person, but I have texted the wrong person before, but it's about stupid stuff. You know, it was about, oh, I was replying to someone's... T- what happened to me, Some uh, like, this was like the other week, I was replying to someone's message but sometimes your messages come in fast like i get a bunch of text messages and i ended up replying to the wrong person about a previous text message that had nothing to do with them i was like oh sorry that i meant to reply to ellerby or whoever i was trying to reply to now that you so, mentioned that last hour i asked nadu to call at 4 30 he did and then sent me a text talking about something and i said what and he said wrong person yeah it literally so happened he had, because he had ago. your text yep he got another text in and he was wanting to reply to that text but he replied to you it instead happens. it happens but this was this was a created text by belichick to the wrong brian yeah but boy you want to talk about epic f-ups because i do believe that that was the final straw for this guy to for go Flores, yeah. this thing's rigged They've already hired the other Brian. I haven't they're even just done bring, an interview yet. They're just bringing me in to fulfill this, you know, the Rooney rule. The Rooney rule, which is a sham, which really is ridiculous. Yeah. Because they don't. It's just there. It's just there for window dressing if they don't live up to it. You know. So why have it if you're just going to waste people's time like that? Yeah. So I I could see I could see that being the final straw. Plus the other stuff that that guy, you know, if it's if it's true, he alleged. The, the Miami Dolphins owner. That's nuts. Of paying $100,000 a loss. And at first, I'm like, why would he want him to lose? And then I realized, oh, so gain draft picks. Yeah. If, if you go bad enough, you move up the draft board. Well, and th- that way I'll, I'll protect you. I'll give you money if you do it. We can get a better draft pick. You always wonder whether teams tank or not. But if he can prove that, and if he has the receipts on that, yeah. if it's like in text message form, yeah. Or an email or something. That's pretty damning. And that now you're getting to the integrity of the game. Yeah. And that's the type of stuff like you almost can't be in ownership with. Like Pete Rose bet on baseball as a manager, but uh, apparently he only bet for his team. It's right. still bad. But, but, but they kicked him this out. This guy of, is actually. And, and they trying, banished him for life. And he's banned for life, yeah. 
this guy is trying to lose on purpose this this owner to gain an advantage allegedly yeah so i this if this case goes forward yeah i wonder how much you can prove on that i don't know you know there's a number of interesting legal cases that if you're an attorney for the nfl right now you've got good job security because business is booming (laughs) you're getting sued all over the place you you've got the raiders don't forget about the old raiders coach john gruden he's got a lawsuit out there remember yep and that could open the door all types of stuff for wrongful termination so that you haven't heard a lot about that yet doesn't mean it won't isn't going to be a big story when all that stuff gets potentially released, uh, you've got this new Brian Flores lawsuit going on, uh, and I think there were—I thought there was another one. It, you, uh, you still have the players that were suing. You know, I don't—I have to ask Tony if that was settled or not. You had the players' union suing over the CTE stuff, mm-hmm. and I—you know—I don't know whether that's been resolved yet or not. Did you mention the Snyder stuff going no, on? And, today? and then, the, and then now the today the, you had women speaking at you know Congress about sexual harassment in the Washington organization, right? And now this is your dream scenario that it goes that it that he gets it's just like it just happened to the guy, head guy at CNN, the guy that was running CNN was having a relationship with a subordinate and didn't report it and lost his job over it. Daniel Snyder now is being accused of inappropriate touching is it he left his hand on the middle of my thigh until i physically removed it said one of the women speaking today talking about daniel snyder redskins hmm. owner or wash commander's owner sorry that had to get your attention yeah i mean i, I don't want to like okay i'm gonna have to <laughs> remove your hand from my shoulder i hate to like celebrate it like this but I, i'm just looking for anything to get him out of there so I don't know, man. It was like he was. The, I have yet to meet a Redskin fan that likes Daniel Snyder. You won't find it's one. universal. It really is amazing. A lot of times you'll get split. Oh, yeah, he's okay. He's not. You guys know. are just mad they're losing. No, it's not. I don't that. know any Redskin fan that says, no, he's our guy. Keep him. <laughs> well, it's like you said earlier. It's like, you know, the Steve Ross stuff coming out. It's like Dan Snyder's jealous and says, oh, he oh, went down oh, the worst owner power rankings for one day. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, I can't let this I'm happen. I'm back, baby. Yeah. He's I'm like, back. I'm back on top yeah crazy so if these things go forward and these suits go forward and information comes out who knows what else going to be released down the road no no uh no games this week troy d just a boring week in the nfl the offseason is a million stories the offseason sometimes is more entertaining than the season it's crazy like you said earlier i mean we're talking about the greatest to ever do it retiring this week. Yeah. And that's kind of like in the back seat of the fourth the, story of the week. Yeah. Yeah. Fourth, fifth, maybe even sixth or seventh story of the week. Uh, so, yeah. All right. There you go. The NFL is king and will be king for a long time, especially since Major League Baseball. Apparently, the uh, there was supposed to be a counter offer today. There wasn't. Like, I don't even know if we're going to have a season in baseball. I know. That's kind of depressing. Yeah. I mean,. Great now, the, good, to, uh, the, the good news is the Wood Ducks in yeah. the minor league system, I was gonna say, it's going to be a lot of attention for them. Talked to Brian it, Packard earlier this week. He's excited to play. If it doesn't happen at the major league level, the minor league baseball goes on. Yeah. Well, the uh, the Braves will be defending World Series champions right. for maybe uh, two seasons. Maybe another year. But you hate it for the guys that are coming up that were getting ready to get their shot or make it to the big show. Yeah. There's a lot of guys right there on the bubble that they, they need the spring training, you know. 
And Packard Please. said, if you're, and, and Burley talked about this too when he was joined as Troy, I think if you're on the 40 man roster, it affects you. And it's such a good news, bad news thing because these guys want to be on that 40 man because they can get called up to the bigs. Right. But now if you're on it, you I don't can't think play. you can play minor league baseball. Yeah, you're better off being 41 right now. Yeah. Where you're right there in the bubble and continue to play and improve your game. Uh, I saw Jake Washer over the weekend. Oh, yeah. Cubs organization now, former Pirate. Yeah. Still grinding it out. It's good to catch up with him. Good deal. We'll have to get him back on the show soon. Yeah. Let's uh, get a break in as we do, Shirley. Let's open up the booty bag. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Have you played Wordle, Troy? No, you know, I hear all about it, and I'm just I'm just hesitant to jump on that bandwagon. To start a new thing? Yeah, I just feel like it's it's a fad. Yeah. And now the New York Times has bought it, so it's going to go too corporate for me. <laughs> um, and I just, I don't know, I'm not willing to commit more time to something like that right I now. see it all the time on Twitter. I've I'm, never I'm, played. Last night, I, Judy was playing it, and I said, oh, is that that Wordle thing? Yeah. And I got to admit, uh, I got kinda, it. I got into I have not downloaded it. I have not played it myself. Uh-huh. But it was. You've been lurking. Yeah, I'm a You've lurk. You've been looking over the shoulder. Correct. Watching. So I might. It's all, oh, I know. It's, that's the gateway drug to Wordle. I'll promise you this, folks. You will be Wordling by the end of the next week. I make a promise to you. If I do get it, I will not post results on social media. Yeah, I'll people, just play it to myself. People love posting their grid. Now, yeah. I have no. I understand the concept of the game, and you're trying to guess the word. I have no understanding what this grid represents. Sorry, Shirley. 317-1250. What are we giving away? And I don't care what your grid represents. I don't want to see your grid. Yeah. Keep your grid to yourself. I'm giving away a $15 gift card to Familia. Familia? Guess what I'm having for dinner tonight. Familia? Familia. What are you getting? To be determined. I've looked at the menu 10 times today. I'll probably go with Old Reliable, some uh, linguine Alfredo with sausage and shrimp. I think their pizza of the week is a large... Uh, green pepper mushroom, which is one of my favorites. Hmm. No, uh, green pepper onion, maybe. Sounds good. But call them. It's like 12 bucks. Huge. The largest massive there, too. What color are we looking for, Charles? 12. Call 12. 317-1250. You can be a winner back with more after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Congratulations to Josh Lilly of Greenville. Picked up a $15 gift card courtesy of Familia. Familia is your place for great Italian food. They have just launched a new menu featuring new pizzas like the Sweet and Spicy, the Southwest Chicken, and more. Stop in Familia on Wednesdays for half-price wine, and all drafts every Thursday are only $2. Familia is on Fire Tower Road near Pitt Community College. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Back with you. Coming up on Friday, we will talk to the former voice of the Tulane Green Wave. Since ECU's about to play Tulane, he's now the voice of the New Orleans Pelicans, Todd Graffinini, one of our favorites, Troy D. Yeah, the Graff. The Graff man will uh, will join us coming up on Friday. So we'll talk to him. We'll uh, talk to Tony Dunn, see what's going on in Panthers land. Uh, Panther fans were excited for a moment if Jim Harbaugh did indeed 
take the Minnesota job that maybe Michigan would come after Matt Rule. But nope. Yeah, those dreams. Well, and it would have created a whole another potential domino effect in college football, depending if it was to leave Michigan. That's a major job that's opening. Yep. Now, where did, did they go snag another existing head coach and then that opens up another program? You know, or would they have hired, I think they would have hired someone on Michigan staff to shore it up immediately. Like, I don't think they could have waited to try and find somebody at such a weird time of year to be hiring a head coach right now for college football. Um, yeah. And that's what happened. You know, if you think about it, everything had settled down, and that's what happened at USF. Jim Levitt, I believe, was the coach at the time, put his hands on a player, gets fired. And then they create a search out that there shouldn't have been a search after the season's well over, and they end up getting Skip Holtz, which then creates the whole at East Carolina. We were talking about this at lunch the other day, Clip. If Jim Levitt doesn't put his hands on the player, doesn't get fired, he stays there. There was no reason to fire him otherwise. Obviously, they wouldn't have been looking for a coach. Skip would have stayed here. Skip stays here. You never hear of Lincoln Riley. At East Carolina, because Ruff doesn't get Ruff then goes to be the defensive coordinator at like Stanford. He was going to take or, or on the staff over there at the time. Yeah, Lincoln Riley probably would stay either with, with maybe somewhere Texas area. You know, he was just a GA almost at the time. Yeah, because Ruff know, wouldn't have had he, the hiring power as a coordinator to bring along Lincoln Riley. Right, anywhere. and I'm not saying Lincoln couldn't have eventually worked his way up, but he wouldn't have been the superstar he is right now. His guys were really? Leach and Ruff, and Leach had been let go. Correct. So he would, didn't have a job. Right. So, yeah. And once again, that doesn't mean he couldn't have been successful, but he fast-tracked it because of that. That You would have never had those guys here at East Carolina, is my point. And also, I, I don't know about that year, but Skip was going to go somewhere. I mean... not Well... I, the year it was already over. I think a skip. Oh, was you're saying go, okay. He wasn't going to go somewhere right that, then that year. Okay. Right, he, he might have gone been somewhere there next for year. The 2010 season. Correct. Right, there was no other opening out there. This yeah. thing happened out of nowhere and it all came together. But other than that, I'm not saying he wasn't looking at other jobs and didn't have other opportunities or, or turned them down. But or he wanted to go on the next season if he had the opportunity. But it wouldn't have happened that year. It wouldn't have lined up where. Ruff comes in and then brings Leak in it in and as you know, boy wonder. Yeah, the uh the domino effect, the butterfly effect. It's wild. It is. When you think about it. All right, Thanks so Thanks to Jim Levitt. So really Lincoln can thank Jim Levitt for, for all choking of, a player. For now being at USC. <laughs> yeah. It all came back to that. He should hire him. Um all right, so the Saints still need a coach, right, Chandler? Yeah. We got the Saints, we got the Jaguars, and- the Vikings. The Dolphins and the Texans. I mean, Flores was on their list. I know he was interviewing them with them, but yeah. I mean, Flo- I mean, Flores basically took himself out of all the consideration yeah. well, and, uh, for these teams. And if these are your teams. You got to be stressed a little bit because, especially like you know, the Bears that are getting their act together, whether these are the right guys or not, they're cherry picking guys from other staffs left and right now to to be on this staff mm-hmm. because they're going to have a lot of stability being a new staff. Well, these guys are going to have four years with the Bears, pretty much regardless. If they win, they could be there a lot longer. So they're a lot of the, they're they're getting guys from the from Green Bay. They're getting guys from the Colts. I saw they took someone uh, I think from the Vikings recently. So you know, all these staffs are getting cherry picked now. Yeah, and it is uh, a little late in the game, but all these coordinator and I guess you probably still have some guys on the Super Bowl teams that. Maybe these teams won't to Maybe. interview and can't yeah. do that until after the Super Bowl. True. So. Uh, but anyway, those are your openings left in the NFL. All right. Uh, 
What else is going on, Troy D? <sighs> what else is going on, Clip? What are you watching? I have not finished Cobra Kai yet, so don't tell me anything uh, about Co- that. I watched Cobra Kai. I liked it. I'm eager, eagerly awaiting the return of Outer Banks. <laughs> is there a return um, to Outer Banks? I th- they've got to. They left. Yeah, I think they're. I thought I saw on Netflix the other day coming soon. You know, another. Um, you know how they had like a little teaser on the information, like on currently uh, working on season three or whatever. Okay. So I do believe there's a new season there. I've been more into movies because watching series takes a lot of time. Yeah. So um, I watched. Uh, you ever seen the movie Project X? I, I, I think I watched, so. I watched that the other day, it was and I know good. it's about a big, it's a big party, party. So I think party. I've seen it, but yeah. it did not. Stick I saw with like me, half of it, but I never saw like the first part. So I watched that in its entirety. Uh, fun little movie if you're looking for something to do for 90 minutes to really be entertained to watch with the kids. Yeah, I would recommend 12 and under. Okay, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Probably want to be 14 and up. I'd say high school age or up on that one. Project it's rated R. X. Consult your uh, local listings. Okay, it is definitely uh, parental guidance suggested. I think I'm watching well, so much edgy. streaming now. We were talking earlier about Super Bowl commercials, and then we started talking about infomercials. I don't see any of those anymore because I think I'm streaming so much, but. Are those even like? Is anybody excited in 2022 about commercials? You think? Uh, I don't. I mean, look. I just feel like it's the I like the, the creativity of the Super Bowl ones, but I it's not that big a deal. Like, I'll watch them. And now like, we, I'm like, like, oh, I can't wait for the commercials. Yeah, I mean, who cares? And everything's kind of over the top. When you go on YouTube, you see an ad. Like you always see an ad. You, I don't know. I feel like ads are everywhere now. Well, yeah. the other day I was on Twitter. Or I was somewhere, and uh, you know, a lot of these, some of these companies are like leaking their commercials out. They're like, here's our well, Super they've, Bowl commercial. They've always done that because then they get extra play. You, you get all these people to watch it for free. They get news articles written about it. Sometimes there'll be news stories. Here are some of the you know early ads. And then they still get the pub out of being in the Super Bowl. It's genius. It's great marketing. It's free advertising. Especially if they're getting you to watch it, Chandler. Yeah. I mean, I, I just I came across it. But then, I'm, I mean, maybe people were like, well, it's like you said. I mean, they're st- they still see it. They they're in the it. business I mean, of getting eyes on their product yeah. or service. So if they put it out there ahead of time and that many more people see it, what do they care? That's what they want, especially if it's for free. Mm-hmm. NBC know? has sold uh, their ad allotment, Troy D, according to Variety. You know how much an ad was going for? I was going to ask you. I believe, I thought I read they were going for like $3 million. I have to Google that. We'll have to search that. I thought they were going for like $3 million each. NBC indicated it was able to sell some units for as much as $7 million. Wow. Anything at six million or above would represent a new high order mark. So, in twenty twenty one, CBS sold around five point five million. All right, so I'm way under that. Yeah, it's gone up. Jeez, God, that's a lot. <laughs> it's insane for uh, for thirty seconds. And a lot of times we come in here the following Monday and talk about a commercial, and we don't even know the product. You remember? Oh. You're like, hey, do you remember that commercial with so and so? My what favorite, were they selling? My favorite commercial out there, I can't remember what the product is. It's you turning into your parents. Oh, right. With Dr. Uh, the guy, he has his own book. Is it insurance? Oh, it's progressive. It's Geico. No, no, no progressive. it's progressive. It's progressive. Yeah. See, you don't even know what it is. Yeah. That's our point. But it's a funny ad with the guy great. T- you turning into your dad, and they're at the ball game. They're like, man, will you look at it? All these cars here. You know how much this place makes in parking? It really should be like a TV show. It should be. That guy. I, I have like found myself saying at a pro game, 
Oh, I, yeah. This place rakes it in. And I was talking to Brian Bailey over the weekend. <laughs> he showed me a picture. A friend of ours went to the uh, L.A. game versus the uh, San Francisco. David Vaughn. Yeah. He mentioned well, yeah. Okay. He showed me a picture that he sent him for parking. I don't know where oh, this yeah. was. Yeah. $250 by the stadium to park. Jeez. It's abs- $250. I couldn't even enjoy myself if I had to pay that much. But anyway, my point is, could you imagine how much that place brings in in parking? <laughs> raking Hello? it in. And he goes, this is why we park here. You can right out the exit. I've done that before. I'm like, this will be an easy way out here. Yep. Especially at pro games, you know, where you got to think about move. that stuff. The funny thing is I learned <laughs> that from my dad. Like, you, you park further away you, you go ahead and he goes what time out. you think we should we leave at the uh, start of the fourth? can we not talk about leaving the game till we get in the game very relatable very very relatable. i, I love that one so uh surely i have done before like when they're in the grocery store you know and someone does good service you're like hey that that guy's very helpful by the way what was his name mike you want to damn give mike a compliment to the manager <laughs> he's like uh johnny and produce great job there <laughs> like i think i've done that <laughs> i don't hey there's nothing wrong with giving compliments yeah. folks uh shirley take us to break our final time out we'll come back wrap it up here on a thursday back with you after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Taking a look at your stock market report, the Dow was down 518 points and closed at 35,111. The NASDAQ was also down 538 points at 13,878 and the S&P was down 111 at 4,477. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors stock market report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors LLC. Member SIPC. Now back to the show. Here's Clip. Alright. Hey, quick question for you before we get out of here. When's the Winter Olympics start? Well, I think they've started. They no. have started. What? Well, this is a game right here. That's what I was I wondering whether this was like in a uh, exhibition game. Has it? Like, no, it started. So they've already started the Winter Olympics. So it feels like they do what? start before uh, before the opening ceremonies. They do a few things before the opening ceremonies. When is the opening ceremonies? I'm assuming isn't that always on a Friday? Is it tomorrow? Yes, tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Oh wow, that's kind of crept up on you without seeing. You know, yeah. when you were talking about what to watch, although that gets so played out too. Yeah. I don't know. Are you into the Olympic Winter Olympics? Not at all. You know my sport. That could be my sport. Curling. Yeah. I could be an incredible curler. Could be. If I had the time to dedicate yeah. to it. Yeah. We know. Good luck with that. Thanks. I enjoyed today until you started showing me countless commanders memes. <laughs> and I'm ready to go now. So the best one I saw. Commies versus cowboys, the Cold War coming yeah. soon. Hilarious. Hilarious. Chandler, we'll see you Friday, 3 o'clock. Troy D. See you, buddy. See you next week. Sounds good. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.